Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Games Cast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, welcome. It's been a week. It's been it's been a week, yes. It's been quite a week. Oh, it's been quite I was like, yes, normally the distance or the time between it's two been seven days podcasts is usually a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, you know, sometimes we record on Sunday and then Saturday, or vice versa, and so sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but usually it's about seven one days. week. Yeah. But you mean it's been quite a week. Yeah. A lot happened this week. A lot did happen. In the gaming news. In real life too. Congratulations yeah, to your your sister, who I know listens to the show. You uh, attended her graduation. Yeah, it was interesting. It was like half outside and well, it was all outside, but yeah. mostly in a car. <laughs> yeah. It was like a drive through. It was a it was a drive through. Drive through graduation. Yeah. Um, could they like order food too, or was it strictly just diplomas? No, like you even had to wear masks and stuff in your car. So like they were pretty strict about. See, I know a lot of people who like make fun of people who wear masks in their car, which like to be fair, in most instances, it does look silly. Yeah. You're, you're contained. You're all set. Yeah. You've got a barrier. You're socially distant in the car. You can take it off. Um, but yeah, so it does make sense for a, where you have to get out and then interact type of situation. Well, and there was like six of us in, in the car too, so it was more, I guess, protecting everyone from each other. Yeah, and you don't and like, and this is a regular car, right? It's not like a Winnebago where you can all socially distance six feet. Like it's not. An no, RV. it was we like <laughs> my parents borrowed somebody's like minivan or something like that, yeah. so we all like crawled in there. Um, but then like you went in this like corral around the high school, and then in the front of the high school they had a stage mm-hmm. and like a couple teachers, and then a couple cardboard cutouts of other teachers there. Um, and like she would get out and she would wait and then they would call her name she'd walk up and grab her diploma um and like then walk over to the side of the stage where you can get your picture taken in front of the school and stuff um so it was it was interesting yeah and, and re- memorable from her aspect like from her point of view i guess but yeah. like i kind of feel like yes it's cool to have a memorable graduation but at the same thing time you can talk some about. of it maybe you want to be normal yeah exactly. like this is one of those things where it's like yeah it's cool that i have this individual experience that i like only me and other people have like but it's not everybody it's not like when everyone reminisces about their high school graduation yeah. they have a similar experience this will definitely be unique but it's also one of those things where like i the uniqueness is cool to a certain extent but i guess i'd rather just have like a normal childhood yeah well and then, like they recorded all of the like speeches by like the you know valedictorian and and salutatorian yeah that the other one the second place atorian yeah the yeah. second best of them all um and then like the treasurer spoke as well um and like that stuff was like put on youtube so like you could like skip through the parts or like you mm. know like you weren't sitting in a gym with hundreds yeah. of other people sweating your balls off like was yours inside when you graduated high school? Yeah, we were at University of Hartford, so it was all inside the gymnasium. Like, oh, yeah, mine was outside. No, uh, like, AC or anything, because it's a gym. And, like, I went to a big high school, so there was, like, 500 of us. Yeah, I think we had, like, 300, give or take, I think, in my graduating class. And, like, we were outside, like, on the, the town green. Oh, yeah. Um, where I guess you could still do it that way. You just have to have all the chairs spaced six feet apart. So just take up the whole, like, <laughs> just take up the whole dang yeah. thing. Um, but that's cool. But congratulations to her. I know she listens. So congratulations. Yeah. She was dripping in like sashes and medals and that's awesome. Like she had all sorts of accolades and stuff and she got a, a special, um, 
like stamp on her diploma and she got a scholarship announced there and everything like that so were people like decorating the cars with like the yeah. car paint yeah well not, chalk, not whatever, so much like the, the markers paint, but like people had like signs and stuff on the oh, car okay. like you had to like you had to say who you were before like you got in line so they knew how to put the order of the diplomas up yeah because it was just one diploma on the stage so that they could like wipe it down and then put another diploma on stage oh see i don't even think i got my diploma in the moment i think i just got handed my like booklet yeah like the holder of it and then i got it in the mail later that's what we thought was gonna happen with her like i got mine when i was in high school it like got directly given to me i was like okay neat (laughs) yeah it was either i got it mailed to me or like i after the ceremony you went up to like the table where they just flipped through the like rolodex of diplomas they were like okay here you go here you go here you go yeah but so. it was it was interesting and like we had a little cookout afterwards. That's cool. So it was just nice to yeah, it was good be to go able home to share for... that moment with her and the rest of my family. Yeah, good to see your family for the weekend. You know, yeah. um, well, when you're not interacting with your family and supporting your sister, you're playing games. So what'd you play this week? Uh, so I played a little bit of um, Call of Duty just like a little bit ago. Oh, because the new <laughs> Cause season the new started. Season came out. Yeah. So I wanted to see like what things they had added or whatever. Um, there's a couple new maps. There's a trenches map for uh, gunfight, which is like the two on two. Yeah. Um, but they're doing a like small based. I think it's f- four on four. Then. Um, I think I saw three v three at some maybe point. Maybe three v three. Because the the multiplayer was free this weekend. So like oh, okay. Friday when I was playing, I saw that I had access to multiplayer like team deathmatch and gunfight three v three. Yeah. So I played a little bit of that, and then there's another map that looks slightly familiar. I don't know if it's new or not, but maybe they, they just kind of all blend together. It's got a couple crashed airplanes in the middle, mm-hmm. and then the two sides have like two open warehouses. Hmm. Um, and they're it, they're gonna have to figure out something because there's like a perch at the top of the building on the far far side or close side, depending on which side you spawn on. Yeah. Um, that just has like a sniping area that like everyone was just, there was like three people of each of, of the team just chilling up there. And you just couldn't do anything. No. Cause the second you, you spawn, you got sniped. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is fun. This is, this is great. Um, but I did get my uh, emblem for getting all hundred, um, battle. Uh, oh, okay. So uh, it, progressions, rank progressions. Yeah. Which was something that you hadn't gotten, even though, in previous seasons, they gave it out when you achieved it, but it yeah. seems like this one, they waited until the new season. My guess is they were like, yeah, we'll fix it eventually, and yeah. then it eventually lined up with the next season. Yeah, okay. Which is okay. I'm, yeah. I've got it. That's fine. Did you play any of the Warzone new uh, season? No, I haven't played anything yet. Uh, so the only thing, because I, I mean, I played it this week as well, Yeah. Um, and the only big, the, the big thing that they added was a 50 versus 50 mode, which just like kind of was fun but i'm also not good at sniping so that made it really not fun because then it's just one team sits up on the hill and is sniping and then yeah. you have to have your snipers and like it's it's kind of cool and it, but it's just basically the um like the the loading screen for the normal war zone so just help. But, with 50, <laughs> but, but 50 versus 50 so you you at least have teammates it's not everyone for themselves yeah. um and then for the first couple days or for the first like day plus there was no vehicles in any of the war zone maps i played which was cumbersome as hell because uh, you know i like to drive around and get yeah. like recons and stuff right. and so having to hoof it was a pain in the ass but then when i played like yesterday they were back so i don't know if it was like a temporary thing or, yeah i don't know that was very strange uh, but they added like jailbreak which is uh everybody that's either spectating 
or in the gulag just gets released and gets automatically brought back. So even if you, yeah. So even if you die and you're like, you would have quit because you're playing with a random teammate and they're not doing a good job of like getting money or they get money, but they're not buying you back. Like it still behooves you to stick around technically. Um, And then they had, I forget what they called it, but it was basically like everything in the, uh, the buy station is discounted. Oh, that's neat. Where it's like flash sale or something. Like, I forget what the name of it is, but right. randomly during the game, it'll be like, all right, now's the time. Like, everything must go. All UAVs are 200 bucks or whatever. Yeah. I think the one time I got that, I wasn't near a buy station and I was just like, no, fuck this. Like, it's going to be hell. <laughs> it's going to be hell. I think I already had what I wanted in terms of like, I had a UAV or I had a, like, you know, cluster strike or something. So I didn't. I was like, oh, fuck, fuck no, I don't. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near that. Even and like, I had a gas mask. Like, I didn't need anything. Right. Um, and normally, when there's a sale, I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. I don't need anything, but I'll look. Uh, but not here. <laughs> not when it's your life on the line. Not when it's my life. Oh, and that's not true because I still go Black Friday shopping. That's true. <laughs> so, and my life technically could be on the line there as well. So who who knows? Um, but, but I also um, uh, the Clubhouse Games came out. That's right. On well, technically, it came out on Friday, but yeah. Um, but you got it physically, so... I got it physically, so I didn't show up until Tuesday, so I played a bunch of that, um, like, instantly played Medical, which is, like, one of my favorite, like, board games. Um, and it's, like, easier, because you don't have to count the gems. Like, we have rules in my family, like, just, like, house rules or whatever, that, like, you couldn't touch anything unless you plan on moving it, and that even, like, meant counting it. So, yeah. like, if there, you had, like, a pile of gems that were more than four, you pretty you much couldn't ever tell how much yeah. it was. But now it has a little number next to it. Um, and you can play it. There's four difficulty levels. There's like beginner all the way up to like super hard. It's like hard and then super hard. It's or called something. like pro pro. I don't, I don't remember. Impossible. Yeah. I think is what it's called. Actually. Yeah. Um, when I was playing president, it had the same thing. Yeah. So I beat impossible on that. And then, um, it was like playing the boxes game. Cause it was like next on the list. So like dots and boxes. Oh yeah. 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 Um, but that game is just like luck. <laughs> there's not really much strategy in that. I mean, they're kind it's the one where it's like each person takes turns putting a line and then yeah. you have to square it out. Like, I guess there kind of is, but it's but it really just, just like about... falls down to who's the last person to put something in that starts the chain of all of yeah. them getting filled in. Yeah. Um, and then I played uh, Connect Four or Match Four or whatever the yeah. hell they called it. Um, what difficulty did you play it on? Because that was one where I had to ramp it up to the top to yeah, even I, I put it, have I mean, to like have a challenge. You get like little medals next to the the game for what difficulty you beat it on. So I went all the way, like I went from beginner all the way up to um, impossible, mm-hmm. um, and like I think I draw it on impossible when I got to it. Yeah, that was the same. The very first one, it was just a draw. Yeah, um, but there's like other games. that are like I I played bowling, but like there's some of the stuff is you can't play like handheld. It's yeah, either touch screen motion. or motion controls. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to touch my screen or fling my arms around. Like, I just want to play bowling where I can click, you know, over and then it'll give me a spinning thing that I can choose the angle. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was fun. I, my brother and I played a couple rounds of something when I was there. Does um, it seem like Wii bowling? Like, did you end up playing it with motion controls? I didn't play it with motion controls. I tried to play it with the touch controls. And yeah. it, like, didn't respond very well. Hmm. Because, like, you have to pull it back, but it's already at the bottom of the screen to begin with. So yeah. it's like... You have to, like, pull it back and flick it forward. And I'm holding the thing at the same time, so it's, like... Are you holding it horizontally or vertically? Horizontally. Okay. I was Because, like, bowling would be the perfect one where you could stand it vertically. Yeah. And that's the, the lane. Right. Like, it would make sense to do that. 
Um, so that's why I wasn't sure if they had like an orientation switch for it or something. Yeah. I mean, there there might be when you take the Joy-Cons off. Oh, okay, true. Um, and then the, there's like 1,100 games that are on sale on the Switch right now. Yeah, I, I keep seeing things, like I keep seeing a million articles that are like, all of the good games are discounted. I'm like, yeah, but I already own all of the right. good ones. So I went through and looked and um, there was stuff that I was like, yeah, maybe I'll spend like seven bucks on, what is it, Oaken Heart or whatever, the like Legend of Zelda ripoff game. Oh, there's a million of those. I I don't know. <laughs> it's a, the second one's on Apple Arcade, and I was like thinking about playing it, and then I never did. Mm. Um, so I was gonna buy that maybe, and I was gonna buy um, Blasphemy, which I think I'll still buy. Um, but in the interim, I bought <laughs> Puzzle Quest for like the millionth time. Yeah, because it was like six dollars, and I was like, I need a match three to like occupy Sometime. my time because yeah. Sega Heroes is gone, and I'm still sad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played the crap out of. Um, puzzle quest but i forgot how like unforgiving that game is like you start off and like your fifth quest is like take over or like to kill a like ent or like a tree goblin or whatever tree demon Mm -hmm. um and like his power is to heal himself but it also adds to his max hp so like you start off and you're like 60 and he's like 110 but then anytime he he heals it's like oh now i'm 120 i'm like you bastard like stop it yeah. so i'm sitting there getting frustrated at a match three like over and over again hey man games were more difficult back then um i played the crap out of it on the xbox 360 like way way back when like mm-hmm. got all the quests and everything like that i played it through multiple times with different characters and stuff so like the music brought me back to that time and everything like that um and i'm sure i'll put tons of hours in it's not something i can play just like well listening to an audiobook or, or mm-hmm. whatever yeah um but i still haven't even i got that xenoblade game and never even played it i haven't really had a time to play it i've always no. i've been out or working yeah so yeah you're waiting for the time where you have more time yes which is which should be what is happening right now <laughs> but it's not no but it's also like summertime so like naturally things get busier yeah um and, and you're not gonna have to go to a graduation every week so no that really you know that that screwed up your like days off or whatever. So yeah, I mean, I played it that way. Yeah, but that I mean, I, that was very minimal gaming. I think I played three or four hours mm-hmm. total uh, over all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, as things fall apart outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so you played Warzone. Yeah, I played Warzone. Uh, I I don't I like I feel like I'm worse this season because like they changed all the guns that are like readily available oh yeah so i kind of got to get like a feel for those again mm-hmm. um and obviously the having no vehicles at the start for the first like day or two was was weird um but yeah i've been playing that still every day uh and then i played a bit more last of us i think i'm like halfway through in terms of how many chapters i have available to me yeah um but like because I, I wanted to look to be like okay how how far in am I? Am I? A... But I didn't look like percentage wise how far in I am. I you was just, just looking Google like how many chapters are left. Well, I did. I did. Like oh, I know okay. how many chapters. Like I think I'm in the Pittsburgh chapter, um, and so that's I think about halfway or one short of halfway. But I don't know if like the chapters get much longer the farther into the game right. you are. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm like twenty seven percent or like forty seven percent. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, not a big deal. I'm just going to like try to play it a bunch the rest of the week. And even if I'm not done by like Friday, I might still pick up last of us Two, like power through, finish it next week and then start 
Last of Us 2, like, after that, yeah. if I so choose. I mean, it's getting good reviews for the most part. I have seen some that are, like, it's still kind of very much a 2013 game. Like, the story is great and amazing, but it still kind of feels like... It doesn't like, innovate on anything. It, like, it does, but it also, like, not enough to take you out of the fact that it's it's Last of Us 2. Right. Um, which I guess makes sense, because it is... For all it's the things that did really well, like Uncharted 4 still kind of felt like Uncharted 1 mm-hmm. in terms of like what you're doing. So I guess it's not that surprising. Yeah, I so, saw IGN gave it a perfect score. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, different places did. So it's just another another Sony exclusive perfect score. I mean, God of War got them. I feel like some places gave it to Spider-Man. I feel like Sekiro got... Uh, it's not an exclusive. Yeah. Wait, Sekiro's not? No. No. Sekiro's on everything. Why did I think that it was? Hmm. Maybe because Souls likes tended to be? Like Bloodborne is. Yeah, Blood, well, Bloodborne is, yeah. Uh, but for some reason I thought Sekiro was. And maybe I'm just confusing it with Ghost of Tsushima. Oh. Uh, which probably won't get any tens, but um, somebody will somebody I mean, yeah, will inevitably give it, it in hopes that their platform is like the See, they gave it a 10. Everybody look at them. Like, I, I have a feeling it's going to get just Spider-Man reviews. They're going to be like, yeah, it doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it does it very well. Yeah, it does everything it's supposed to do really well. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, just chugging away at Last of Us. And uh, it's less frustrating now that I'm like remembering the correct way to play it. And like, I only have five bullets. I have to be stealthy. I Like, I have to commit to remembering to be stealthy, even though it... You got to turn off your Call of Duty brain. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Uh, but even just like, or my Uncharted brain. Like, even then, they're like, there were instances where I had to be stealthy, but I felt like I still had more options to run and gun. Mm-hmm. Whereas Last of Us, like, you can't ever really run and gun. You got to throw the brick. You got to throw the glass bottle. You got to, you know take out this wave of enemies with just punching right uh as long as there's no clickers that you can't beat with punching mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of bar fight scenarios rather than gunfight scenarios you sliding people across the bar and then drop them off the edge kind of yeah um just a lot of like throw or it's really just uh you slide him across the bar and then slam his face into the corner so it so he's dead <laughs> as opposed to just like throw him onto the ground after you just you know put a bunch of uh, destroyed glass in his face uh this is then you take that destroyed glass and just like mash push it, it further <laughs> yeah exactly uh then commit murder is what last of us really is so yeah i mean it's still fun um hopefully finish it we'll see have you ever watched um uh, the girl with all the gifts no it might be a, like good companion to uh, the last of us i'm i'm okay i don't feel like i don't need a companion mostly because like there's a world out there that's kind of crazy and virus filled and like, yeah, okay. Well, life's kind of a companion to the last <laughs> of us right now. And I feel like that's the, the level at which I'm, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> it is a good movie and it, it is uplifting to some extent, but I can understand that we don't really need a lot of life parallels in our entertainment. Right yeah. Now. And like, I'll, and I'll just take last of us two as the companion. Like I, it's not like once I'm done with one, I need something else to kind of scratch that itch. Cause look at that. There's a sequel. Like I can yeah. just play that. Yeah. Um, so that'll probably be the, uh, the plan. I don't think I played anything else this week. I didn't do any more Stadia, anything this week. Um, did but... you change the horn of your car in Call of Duty? The what? Yeah. You know how they have just stupid things that you can now Oh, I don't mess buy. with any of the like skins or anything for any of the guns or the cars or anything. Like, yeah. So you can now you can have, they, they added car skins last season and this season they added horns. Like, like honking L- horns? Lakuka Racha is the first unlocked horn. You can honk the horn? Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Just clicking on the right stick. I've never... I, I mean, I mostly play solo, so why would I ever want to honk the horn? Oh, but... I mean, if, like, you're outside and your friend is waiting... Like, you're in the building and you're like, I'm outside. Me, 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 me. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, even when I play with others, like, we all have mics. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm downstairs. Like, jump out. Oh, I click... I, I mean, I honk the horn just when I'm driving around like an asshole anyway. Yeah. No, I'm... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just didn't. You didn't know it existed. Yeah, I yeah. I guess melee button does make sense for honking the horn because it's you punching the yeah. steering wheel. I guess. Well, now you can have a gucaracha as your stupid horn, and that's something that they monetize. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could I could see that. Is it like at least a, is it a thing that comes with the battle pass? Uh, La Cucaracha did the other stuff you have to buy. Like it'll come with some sort of pack. Like you can buy like skin packs for your cars now, and mm-hmm. um. One of them was like an all gold skin car, huh? Um, for like all the vehicles, like even the helicopters and stuff have them too, huh? I don't go. know if the helicopters have horns because I think it'd be stupid, but <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to make sure the other helicopters get out of your way, or if one helicopter's really being an asshole, you gotta let them have meep, it. Meep, turn on your lights. Meep, meep, meep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do the lights green? Meep, meep. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think that was all I played this week. Um, but that's okay because we have a bunch of stuff to talk about uh, because. Uh, we're in the lightning round, not lightning round right now. Uh, and the big thing that we will be discussing this week is something that was postponed from uh, last week or two weeks ago, uh, but it's finally Just time. Uh, we've got our first look at games for the PlayStation 5. So lightning round. Uh, I forgot to get a list of things that were in there. So let me Google that right now. Uh, everything revealed at the PlayStation 5 thing, thing. <laughs> um so yeah there was a playstation 5 video conference that featured i don't know thirty-five thousand transitions of the shapes from playstation uh so that was i did think that was <laughs> funny um where like basically everything everything that like in between every like reveal video there was a different like transition of just Look, the shapes, it's coming out of the wall. Look, the shapes, it's it's coming out of paint. Here's a neon, it's the shapes. And I was like, okay, can we, do we have to show the shapes again? Like, I know, I know the shapes. Is it, is it cool if we don't show the shapes? This, oh, look, more shapes. So we'll, uh, we'll go through all of the games here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this lasted over an hour. Uh, there was some big surprises, some, you know, oh, that looks kind of cool. Uh, and then there was a, a major reveal uh, at the end, which we will get to and. I think there'll be a lot to discuss there. So we'll start with the games and we'll we'll go through in the order in which they were announced as part of the conference. Uh, the very first thing looked like it was going to be the biggest reveal they could possibly have before being probably the most lackluster reveal in terms of like what it could have been versus what it ended up being. Uh, because the show started with the logo for Rockstar. And it was like, oh, oh shit, are we like... New Batman? Are we no Rockstar, oh, not Rocksteady? Oh. Um, so I was like, "Oh shit, are we getting Grand Theft Auto Six as already? like the kickoff to?" I mean, already, but that game came out. Grand Theft Auto Five came out in 2013. So like, you say already, but that was a it's a seven years wait for the next numbered Grand Theft Auto potentially, um, and instead we got Grand Theft Auto Five, yeah. which is like cool, I guess. If anyone didn't think Grand Theft Auto Five was coming to the PlayStation Five and Xbox One, you're sorely mistaken, because uh, of course it is. Yeah. It, the Grand Theft Auto Online makes money hand over fist for Rockstar. So while we've heard rumors that Grand Theft Auto Six is on the way, and it probably you know maybe would have been revealed as part of 
you know, a traditional E3, uh, we instead get uh, Grand Theft Auto V coming uh, with updated enhancements for the PlayStation 5. So probably things that take advantage of the 3D audio or the DualSense capabilities, you know, next-gen graphic processing, solid-state drive type stuff. Right. Um, but one of the other things is that there will be a standalone version of GTA Online that will be given out free to all PlayStation 5 owners. So as long as you have a PlayStation 5 and presumably PlayStation Plus, you will get Grand Theft Auto Online when it launches. You get your first hit so you can yeah, um, then give them all of your money afterwards. Yeah, exactly. First hit's always free. Um, so they'll get that. That'll be available. And if you have Grand Theft Auto right now, uh, you get like a million dollars a month in online um, from now until the version on PS5 launches. So that's oh, kind of cool. Just a little something extra for um, PlayStation fans. And so after that, Jim Ryan came out and was like, we're so happy that we could start the PlayStation 5 event with a game or like a series that has been on every single PlayStation, which like, okay, I guess Grand Theft Auto is pretty synonymous with PlayStation Yeah. in that like it was the only console that had those games for, you know, up until the late generation of Xbox original, I think, then got the trilogy. Well, I think the if PC the, it was out for the PC as well. Yeah, but like it was all in terms of home console, it was always I was gonna like say, a like, PlayStation I had them on the thing. PC from the very first one. Um, but it was always pretty much like a PlayStation synonymous product. Yeah, product. So that, I, I guess from that standpoint, it was all right that it opened first, but it it's not it's not a PlayStation Five thing. Like if yeah, if, coming out swinging with uh, an old game. Yeah. Um, thankfully, they made up for it next. But yeah, it was. I mean. If we're going to be honest about like what happened at the Xbox thing with you know missteps and misfires as well as positives, like this was a misfire in terms of how to start a show. If the next thing wasn't something that knocked my socks off, it would have been a lot more of a lackluster showing. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. the next thing that happened um, was the announcement of Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I did not expect in the slightest. Uh, I mean, when we talked about what we thought could be at this PlayStation games unveiling, I thought maybe we might get a teaser for a Spider-Man 2, but make it known that this is not a launch window, launch lineup, anything. It's, you know, all of the games in the first hour plus are launch window. And then here's a look at the future. And this ended with. Uh, Spider-Man, like, so it was basically, you see Miles and he's using his, like, lightning and it looks like it's blowing off the like costume and it pans up to his face and there's narration from Peter talking about, um, like, being a hero and that's what your dad would want and all these things, like, prepping him up and then it cut into gameplay footage of just, you know, typical Spider-Man looking Swinging stuff. Swinging around the city. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't gameplay, it was cinematic, so I, that was wrong. Um, but, like, the costume looks excellent it's straight out of the comics costume it's not like something new and different that they're doing it's not like the white spider yeah for peter this is comic book miles straight up which is awesome because mm-hmm. i love that costume uh it's one of my favorites so i was super excited for that uh, but it ended with holiday 2020 so this is a launch game for the playstation 5 um they did there was some confusing verbiage about what this game actually is because i did see a lot of people online at first being really mad that the spider-man sequel focuses on miles when there was so much set up at the end of spider-man one with like i mean spoilers for spider-man one but the symbiote stuff the hairy stuff like the stuff that is central to peter 
it seemed people were mad like wait a minute you're gonna abandon all that to focus on like miles what's up with that like that's ridiculous even though he was a big part of the game anyway well and he's one of the cliffhangers as well like him getting spider powers is a subplot of that game and him revealing that to peter is part of the epilogue Mm -hmm. so um that i mean that at the very least made sense uh, and even in if playing the DLC, which did you play all the DLC? I didn't play any of it. Uh, during the DLC, you get calls from Miles. And he's basically like, hey, Pete, when are we going to do spider stuff? And he's like, don't worry, man. We'll get to it. Just like practice your web shooting like with the, on the targets at home or something. Or like practice your acrobatics or whatever. Like, yeah. Just do do some practicing. We'll get out there, kid. Don't you worry about it. So like that was part of the DLC through line. Um, so it makes sense that this character would have been picked up. But I would have thought it would have been as a secondary spider character in the sequel Um, but this isn't the sequel this is much more of a spider-man 1.5 and it's most akin to uncharted lost legacy so that was the did you play lost legacy i have not because i didn't get that i didn't get that far in the line oh okay i only played the first two Oh, okay. Well, you got to play three and four. I mean, I will definitely. And I think you should have them now because they were all PlayStation Plus. Yeah, I have them all except for the Lost Legacy. Um, Because I think that was PlayStation Plus at some point, but it was before I had gotten a PS4, maybe? Actually, I don't know. I have it physically. I don't think I have it digitally. So I don't know that it's been PlayStation Plus yet. No. But yeah, so it's more akin to that. Because originally when this came out, everyone, there was no explanation in the video. Then I think a Sony exec said it's an enhanced version of Spider-Man with this Miles stuff like built onto it. So then some people are like, well, wait, is it a remaster of Spider-Man and this is a DLC? Like, yeah. what is this? Uh, but then Insomniac was able to clarify and say, no, 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 this is – the enhancements is we're basically using the same engine, but there's things that we can do with PS5 that we couldn't do on PS4. So this is a Miles-centric game on a much smaller scale that has the core essence of Spider-Man, but can do some other things that we couldn't do with the PS4. Um, so it is very much a 1.5 standalone. Uh, I think that the verb I saw or the description I saw at one point was expand alone. Where like, it's not just like lost legacy. was just uncharted Four engine, uncharted Four graphics, mm-hmm. different story that you know didn't really expand on anything it was just an aside right this is an aside but does more things uh so i like immediately as soon as this ended i was just like okay i mean i was gonna get it anyway but yes yes a thousand yes a thousand percent yes yeah i love miles i love that game um and i was blown away that this was a holiday 2020 thing um so that was that was super exciting uh, again, there's no release date, but it, I assume when you say holiday yeah, 2020. Yeah, it just means that if it's not system, launch day or launch window. Yeah, I mean, the launch window for PlayStation 5 is still holiday 2020. So I assume once that gets a release date, which we did not get here, but we knew that going in. Uh, same thing, no price, but again, we knew that going in. Yeah, they said they'd, they'd give us more new details or whatever Yeah, later. They, have, they have so much more that they can still show us even after this event. Um, but I assume once that gets a release date, this Miles game will get a release date too, and it'll be the same one. Yeah. Um, so after that, we got our first look at Gran Turismo 7, which was announced uh, as part of this, and it's Gran Turismo. It looks stunning, but they always do. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not not a whole lot here to, to talk about in terms of the game. Like, it certainly looks fucking awesome, and I will probably get it, and the things they can probably do with the solid state drive and the 3D audio and... You know, Sport had VR, so I assume 7 will also have VR. 
it wasn't confirmed as part of the video, but I mean, educated guess says that there will probably be some VR component, if not at the start, then at some yeah, point later on. Um, and so that could be pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the game looks amazing. The lighting effects and the everything looks stunning. They did show gameplay. Um, they also did confirm at the start of this that every single thing that you see throughout the whole uh, conference was captured on a PlayStation Five. Uh, all of the a bunch of stuff had gameplay, but then there was also some stuff that was just cinematics. So it was kind of a mix of both. Yeah, it's expected. And the Sony first party stuff, the PlayStation Studio stuff, was the stuff that had gameplay. Everything else was pretty much cinematic. Any third party or multi platform outputs were cinematic in nature but i guess still technically captured on a playstation 5 which i mean believe it or whatever that means yeah exactly uh but yeah gran turismo 7 looks amazing uh no surprise that that was uh, a part of the playstation 5 ecosystem whether that was to be a launch game or something that we got eventually it makes sense Mm -hmm. uh next up was another surprise uh especially given that we already got one insomniac game in uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, a second Insomniac game got announced. Uh, this one is Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, which I also was very excited about. I love Ratchet & Clank games. I never finished the reboot remake thing um, that came out a few years ago, even though that game was fun. Reloaded, I think it was called? I think it was, no, it was just called Ratchet & Clank. I think Reloaded might have been the name of the movie, which is then what the game was... like. The movie was based on the first game, and the reboot game was based on the first... was based on the movie, which was based on the game... So it was like kind of a, I know, exactly. What? Your, face, <laughs> your face is making, it was basically like a reboot, but also a remake, but also different, but also the same. Like, so it was, yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly. Um, but I never finished that, but uh, I do love the Ratchet and Clank games. I think the stories are always fantastic. And this one looks really cool. Uh, it's got a multi-dimensional aspect to it where at some point, like, you know, Ratchet falls and then he falls through a rift and then he ends up in another dimension. And then there's, Looks like a rift, like a break rift grabbing like weapon that you can use to like traverse areas. So there'll be like a crack in the sky and you can grab that crack and like zip to it and through it. And then you're on that platform. Um, so that'll kind of mix up some of the platforming elements of it. Um, there's a female loan box from another dimension, I would assume. Because at one point in the trailer, Ratchet and Clank had separated. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Clank will be with this other box for a little bit of it which we'll see how people react to not playing necessarily as ratchet for the whole thing if that is the route that they go uh, but either way it'll be cool to like unravel that story of the different dimensions and who the ratchet of earth you know three two five or you know whatever right. planet <laughs> six one six yeah exactly. <laughs> whatever version uh from that you get uh, but that's pretty cool and i did not expect another ratchet and clank game i saw that the like rift stuff is like loading up full-on like game worlds and it's not like just aspects or like a flat cardboard breakout or anything like that like anytime you jumped through one of those rifts that like those are going to be full-on playable like areas yeah and like those are actual you know like trees and stuff like that and not like i said not just like a you know green screen or like a cardboard cutout. oh when he's actually in the dimensional space between spaces yeah yeah Yeah, you're just getting a glimpse of places you will actually go at some point in the game. Yeah, and like, and they're loaded like that too. Like, they're not just a placeholder. Like, it's not yeah. just a, a a shard that looks like that or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they were saying like, you know, only that's available on well, like that kind of thing would only be available on the PS5. Yeah. So, um, uh, we got collapsing dimensions, futuristic, 
futuristic cities, dinosaurs, all the crazy weapons you can expect from a Ratchet and Clank game. I think the ones they showed off. This was another one with gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to see, like, one was like he threw down a sprinkler system that, like, shot through and stunned enemies and all sorts of crazy grenades and all the bolts and, you know, whatnot that you could possibly expect for a Ratchet and Clank game. So there was rail grinding, you know, all the things that everyone loves in a Ratchet and Clank game. So I'm super jazzed for that. Uh, I love those games. So that'll be a fun, you know, smaller scale type thing. Uh, Next up after that was Project Athea, which was uh, a new thing from Square Enix and Luminous Productions. Um, and it was just kind of super RPG. It wasn't really a lot given. It was, like it was just action like though. Like so it didn't look like an it didn't look like an RPG. It looked like an action game. Yeah, I mean, it did have that element of it, but I think I think it is RPG ish. I guess maybe it's just I think Square. I think RPG. Um, but it was basically just like you're gonna hear all about her story, and a hero's gonna rise, and it's this it's this Athea person. Yeah. Well, and it's the team behind Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, or 15, sorry, the, the latest, um, and that was more action-y, and I think this one's going to be straight up just an action game from what I was seeing of it afterwards. I saw like a quick, a quick glimpse of it, I didn't see the whole thing. I mean, it was just a cinematic, Yeah, and I saw a hero's going to rise. Attacking attacking like a giant monster of some sort. Mm -hmm. Um, looks like Square. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Uh, I would like to know more about it. Yeah. I mean, the world looks great. Like it, graphics... All look like what you would expect for what this next generation of consoles is going to be. Um, Obviously, this is the first one on here that isn't going to be a Sony exclusive. Uh, I mean, obviously, Gran Turismo, Ratchet and Clank, and Spider Man are all Sony exclusive. This one is confirmed to be multi platform. Grand Theft Auto is not. Oh, true. Um, I don't even count that as part of the show. (laughs) It doesn't exist. Yeah, it's it's just it was such a weird thing because it was. Yeah, I don't know. That was the, it was a weird way to start, so I completely already forgot about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up is one which uh, the internet seemed to really love. I understand why the internet loved it. I don't know that I will love it. Um, and Annapurna Interactive, uh, it is a game called Stray, where you play a cat living in a robot world. Um, so it has everything the internet loves, cats. And cats wearing backpacks, cats doing things that cats don't normally do. Yeah, it's um, Death Stranding, but you're a cat. Yeah, so you have to deliver things to the robots. Again, no people, so you just got to connect all the robots together through. It's the, so it's the second Stranding game, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, humans have died off. Cats are still in abundance, and robots have replaced humanity. Uh, it's like a almost like a Blade Runner esque future type thing with like you know neon lights and. That like Neo Tokyo style like look to it, yeah. Um, but people love cats and cats wearing a little backpack going around doing stuff. That's going to be a thing that people will quite enjoy. I don't really know much more about it than that. Again, it was just a quick little trailer. Um, but the cat looked cute and it purred at the end, and that was adorable. So I saw that, like it walked by like two like hobo robots. Yeah, and I was like. What? What kind of like world is this? Like they're robots. Like who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, they don't need shelter, I guess. Well, they could rest. We don't. We don't necessarily. I guess, know. but also like, do, do robots have their own like robo rules? Like what? I don't. I don't know. Maybe it'll be explained in the game, but it just kind of like it made me feel like there's no humans, but the robots all act like humans. Like, yeah. Okay, I don't care. Like if if there's no humans, I don't care enough because there's it's a it's a digital world anyway. Like. They're just going to be robots that act like humans. 
it's they're make humans. them humans. Yeah, well, I guess if you explain it in that you know humans died off and then robots like because they were programmed by humans just took on human roles and therefore like that allows there to be homeless robots and shopkeep robots and but like how does that make the world any different they're just refilling the roles that humans would have had like other than like just visually they they look like robots that's it well they might not i'm wondering if that affects how they interact with the cats because like obviously humans love cats and they'll pet cats but like will the robots give two shits or will they think of them more like rodents running around like will they think of the cats as burdensome rather than like cute and adorable and want them as pets so i guess like from that aspect maybe where it seems like you're you're more of an outsider than you would if you were a stray cat. Like if you were a stray cat living in a world full of people, like people would put out, they'd put out saucers of milk for you or they'd right, pet you right. if you sat up on the windowsill of the shop. Whereas a robot might be like, this fucking cat again, like get out of here. I'm trying to get rid of it. I'm trying to destroy it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that will be where we find out if they're any different than people. Uh, but you're right. If they are just taking the roles of people, then having it be a robot world doesn't matter. Yeah, like I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up was a game called Returnal, which is a very much a like live, die, repeat, edge of tomorrow style uh, game. It's um, it comes to us from Housemark, so the people who made like the Bullet Hell. Uh, I can't I think of Super Stardust and Resogun. I think was Housemark Weird. as well. Um, so this is a full fledged like this isn't a top down arcadey twin stick shooter or anything. It's a like triple a looking we got a cutscene cinematic uh, where it's just a female astronaut and she's like all i remember is the crash the attack and my death the crash the attack and so it constantly starts showing all these different things in her mind and her mind is going crazy what's real what's not mm-hmm. is she losing her sanity is she really dying is she in a mental a mental institution who knows um so it has that kind of I'm dying and I'm coming back and I have the knowledge of everything that I had last time. And um, there's definitely monsters and aliens and it looks kind of creepy and scary. And I mean, I like Resogun and I like things Housemark has made in the past. I don't know if that'll translate to this different type of game, uh, but uh, it looked kind of interesting. I like the premise of it a little bit. Graphically, it looked nice. It just kind of yeah. looked like yet another walking simulator, though, or floating simulator since she's in space. Yeah, but I mean, she, at the very least, you could see that she was like attacking things. So it wasn't just, you know, like that walking simulator feel of just like, oh, try to avoid the spooky spirit. Yeah. Like, try to not get attacked and killed. Like, this is going to be a thing where you're constantly going to be under attack. And I'm sure she has futuristic astronaut weapons or something. Right. So. Uh, yeah, it could be interesting. Again, not really much to go on from no. it, um, but still a cool enough premise where I'm going to like, pay attention, mm-hmm. and especially given the studio behind it, I'm certainly going to pay attention a bit more to it. Uh, after that, we got a actually uh, a surprise for me because I did not expect anything from this series whatsoever to kind of ever make an appearance on PlayStation again. Uh, but we got Sackboy's A Big Adventure, which is looks like just a straight up little big planet three like isometric 3d platformer it mm-hmm. basically looks like super mario world but with Sackboy. and i thought little big planet was kind of dead little big planet 3 i don't think did very well there's a third one yeah there was a third one on ps4 and it just kind of like came and went that one was free with playstation plus at some point i'm pretty sure um i always like the little big planet games 
I never was big into the building, so I always just kind of had a platformer to it. Um, but the platforming aspect and like the game aspect of Little Big Planet was always to collect the things that you could then use to build your own levels and things and like stickers that you could put on your sack boy and stuff so if that is if this is just a grand adventure or a big adventure i don't know what the longevity is if there's no level builders like if this is just a stripped down version of it uh, i don't know what the appeal will be like mass massively like in terms of mass market right i mean it's not the same character recognition that a Mario game is. No. I mean, Little Big Planet, obviously, with Sony, has that, like, the PlayStation diehards know what Sackboy is. I've got a, I got a stuffed Sackboy in one of these drawers here from a collector's edition of some <laughs> you kind. You your drawer of stuff. <laughs> I always have drawers of stuff. That's that's what happens. It's just stuff gets put in a drawer. Um, I might play this, depending on price. Like, if this was a $20 game. I'm sure it's going to be 60 I don't know, because it, if it doesn't have the level builder and it doesn't have all of the other things that would normally be in a little Big Planet game, I feel like it's a hard sell to make it 60. But the Mario games are 60. Like, if you're comparing it to the Mario game, all those Mario games are 60 and they don't have level builders either. True, but they never did. Like, they have a separate game that's that. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I don't think it's a one-to-one apples-to-apples comparison. I see what you're saying. I, so, if like, if it has the same amount of levels and... But I'm just saying content-wise, like... Yeah, but I don't know. But like, I guess I'm only comparing it to Little Big Planet, where the narrative of that game wasn't as long as like the narrative of a Mario game. Right. So if the narrative of a Mario game, it's the same length. Yeah. Then, then I guess does it, it warrant sixty dollars? Probably because it's. But I, I don't know. I don't know how. Because like the physics are different, it mm-hmm. plays different. So like, I don't know. It's been so long since I played Little Big Planet that I just remember it being really floaty from. Yeah, oh yeah, it's always been really floaty. Uh, it does look like it has four-player co-op, which is cool, um, especially considering the, like the PlayStation 5 is going to work with all your PS4 controllers, so if you have multiple controllers or even you know a PlayStation 4, you've now got two controllers to start, um, so having a you know, built-in multiplayer co-op is cool. I'm assuming it'll probably be online as well, uh, which could be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So in terms of a family like party game, that's that's kind of cool. It's their, uh, it's their, uh, what was that? Not clack. What was their giant? Oh, knack. Knack. It's their, it's their knack of the, the PS5 generation. Um, let's hope not. Let's hope it's better than that. <laughs> they made two of those. <laughs> they sure, they sure did. Um, there was no knack anywhere in this. So if anybody's holding on hope that we're going to talk about knack, knack 3, three is not coming or knack 2.5 or whatever knack expansion. Knack you're hoping. again. Uh, Re-knacking. Yeah. Knack knack. Who's there? Not, <laughs> not knack. It's, not knack. Not, not knack. It's gone. Not whatever the character from Knack is. It's not here. I think his name was Knack. Oh, okay. Again, didn't play it. Didn't care. Um, but yeah, so this is 3D platforming as opposed to the normal like side-scrolling that Little Big Planet was. So that changes things up a little bit as well. Uh, next up was a debut of a new game, which does look kind of cool. I was actually kind of uh, interested in this one. It's called Destruction All-Stars uh, from Lucid Games. Uh, it's an action sports game. It basically looked like a cross between Destruction Derby rocket league whatever that like roller Roller skating rollerball game was plus like mirror's edge maybe because there was like dudes doing parkour jumps and flips there was people riding around in cars like a destruction derby or you know um what was the thing i said Uh, rollerball no the other one (laughs) rocket league uh 
vibe to it. Obviously, there was no ball. So the, you take those two elements out of the rollerball game and the Rocket League game, and that's kind of what you're left with. Because it seemed like there was people running around and vehicles. And Right. I, so is it, if it looks like Destruction Derby, that's a race. And then when you your car you know, is destroyed, you can run around and potentially rebuild your car? Or just, like, affect the other players that are still left, potentially? Like, you could mess with them in, like, trying to, you know, basically just you're poking the bear kind of thing to right. play or spoiler. Right, like, giant, like, bear traps or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but it, it looked kind of cool. I mean, it definitely had a cartoony vibe to it, but that's never stopped me from playing a game like, you know, Fortnite or something. Yeah, it had the Fortnite character thing to it. Yeah, uh, which the same thing with the rollerball game uh, kind of had that. Right? That never came out. I don't, well, it was always like it just had the like the alpha build or whatever to it. Uh, I don't think it was supposed to be out yet. I think that was just an announcement last year. That was E three last year. Yeah, but I haven't. Yeah, I haven't heard anything from it uh, <clears throat> since. So who who actually knows? But uh, this one did look kind of cool. Um, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, it looks like a, a an online only sort of yeah. thing. Um, if it's a free-to-play thing like uh, Fortnite, that might be something that'll suck me in. But I don't know if I'd pay money for it. Yeah, I mean, even if it's like it eventually costs money, maybe it'll be like a PlayStation Plus game early on, the way that like Rocket League was a PlayStation Plus game when it like came out. So that's why I got it. It's like I got it for free right from the get-go. So maybe that's something similar because this is being published by Sony. Um, so clearly, it's part of their like PlayStation Studios branding. Yeah. So um, they might want to just get it in the hands of as many people as possible. And since it does have that Fortnite style aesthetic, there's going to be costumes. There's going to be, you know, skins for the cars. There's a way to monetize it to where it makes sense to be um, like a free to free game. Light, yeah. So uh, we'll see uh, what comes of that when we hear more about it. Uh, next up was a game called Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Uh, it's coming from Ember Lab, which is, I think it was like two brothers introduced the game. Um, they're known for like animation and movies. I guess they made uh, like a Majora's Mask fan film a couple of years ago that was animated uh, that made its way around the internet. Uh, but this features Pixar-like visuals, magical abilities, uh, perform and discovery will be a major role as will herding up small cute creatures. Uh, there will also be dangerous monsters that stand in your way. So I think she was using, it looked like a bow and arrow, but the arrows were all like magic. So it looked like she was kind of pulling back a bowstring and then shooting, but the string was magic. So it's like a staff that she has that can do all sorts of different mm-hmm. things. But it was, you know, cutesy, cartoony. Yeah, um, just like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, where like it definitely looked like there'll be some parts that are a little bit darker and more ominous and maybe a little scary for younger children. But it still looked like it had fantastical elements. And the hurting small creatures thing kind of makes it seem Pikmin-esque. Or maybe depending on what creatures you get to follow you around, they may have other powers, or they may enhance certain things that you can do. Or yeah, I mean, like Diablo had um, minions that like you could have that did one thing or another. Like they would go and slow down enemies or something like that. Yeah, um, so it might be something like that. Um, that's kind of the vibe I got from it. Uh, next up was uh, a weird looking game. It's called Goodbye Volcano High, which. The trailer made it seem like this is a thing I should have heard about before. Like the vol- volcano high characters are serious because like it's it's all coming to an end. Like the the, fi- the final moments or whatever. And I don't know if it's just because they're like graduating volcano high 
but they're furry dinosaurs. Like they're anthropomorphic dinosaur people. It was like like you know, Bojack Horseman dino- right. but dinosaurs yeah. or furries, but dinosaurs. Uh, they're all going to high school and they're all sad about it and they're playing guitars in their hoodies and it's anime dinosaur high school. But the game. It didn't. Yeah, it just looks like a, a drama, like a playable novel or something like that. Yeah, um, but it makes it seem like it's a game. Uh, it's fantasy creatures in a hand-drawn art style. Goodbye, Volcano High is an emotional game set set in the end of an era. Um, so I assume that means they're probably graduating Volcano High as the asteroid kills them and all their friends. Like <laughs> I don't. Are they following the same Yay. path of regular dinosaurs? I don't know. Uh, but the whole end of an era thing was weird because I guess that's referring to extinction, but and, and graduating. But it made it seem like like this was a series that I hadn't been following, and I've never heard of it. No, it's not. Like I tried to look it up, um, and there's I think there's like a Japanese movie called Volcano High. It's like a kung fu action thing, and I was like, that's not this. Completely unrelated. Yeah, that doesn't nothing to do with this. Um. So I guess we'll see. It's going to have an indie style soundtrack, which I guess made sense because there were several different characters all playing acoustic guitar around a campfire. So that just screams indie aesthetic in terms of soundtrack. So, yeah, so we'll see. A few of them looked emo, so I'm sure we'll get something there. But it's definitely not a game I will care about in the slightest. No. Uh, Next up was uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, uh, which is, I think touted as the conclusion of the odd world games but I've, I've never played any of them so this didn't really do much for me i played me. like the first one like way back when on was that PC. abe's odyssey yeah um and yeah there's there been one a... on the xbox sorry i played probably two of them then yeah xbox and ps2 was where i think where the heyday of the odd world games like that stretch of time yeah well there was one on the there was one on the pc that i played and then there was one that was like exclusive to the xbox i think um yeah, maybe it was Abe's Odyssey. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. They're they're any. they're fucking weird. Yeah, that's the vibe I got from it. And again, having not played it, um, you know, it does it does look like what I remember of the other games in mm-hmm. terms of the the you know the character design still looks the same. Like I w- even though I saw the guy introduce the game and saw Oddworld Studios when the game trailer booted up, I was like, okay, I know who that is. Yeah. Like, I know that character. I've seen that character before. So it's not like this enhanced PS5 visuals or anything changed the look of this. Um, but it still looked like it was kind of 3D platforming a little bit. Which, yeah, they're like 2.5. Yeah. Um, which is always jarring whenever I see like this brilliant cinematic like this vibrant world amazing cgi like cinematic and then you pull back and it's just like a 3d sprite jumping across i'm like oh okay that's that's the way the games are though. yeah no it's it's not a bad thing for the game it's just it, it always is jarring to me when i see it regardless of quality of right. game. you're just like okay you have this great game world, yeah. and now it's just a platformer yeah you know, it'd be like if if like Sackboy had this amazing like you know, CG animated, you know, whatever, where he's like fighting demons or whatever. And then you just see him jumping on swings. I'd be like, okay, that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really fit. It's like when a mobile game has an, an amazing cinematic entrance and then it's a match three or it's right. a, a card game. And I'm like, no, that's, these are two very different things. I don't like this at all. So, um, but good for the people that, that like the Oddworld games. I'm excited for you to have a follow up in the series. They're not bad. They're just weird. And they're just platformers. Like, yeah. 
there's not much to them, in my opinion. Um, okay, next up, uh, we had Ghostwire Tokyo, which I think was the game at last year's E3 that the woman got really excited about and became an internet sensation. And then left. And then left very soon <laughs> after. Um, this one is uh, Bethesda and Tango Gameworks. Uh, again, this is just another trailer. Uh, very much gave me like a Silent Hill vibe to it, where like I was kind of half paying attention. And for a second, I was like, wait, is this, is this the Silent Hill? And I just missed it. Because, uh, you know, we had talked for weeks about how maybe they'll be showcasing something here. Um, but, you know, there I saw headless Japanese schoolgirl and I saw floating monsters and demons and stuff. What, mm-hmm. did you, what did you think of Ghostwire Tokyo? Well, and this actually shows what it is. Like, at least when it was announced last year, it was just a cinematic. And, like, we didn't know what type of game it was going to be. They, like, showed a dude in, like, a hood. And you're like, okay, well, like, are you a ninja? Like, what's going on? Um, but this one is, like, now a first-person, like, magic fighting demon game yeah oh my goodness um but like the way that the the first person is presented like it looks like a vr game yeah like your right hand and left hand are doing things independently usually in you know first person shooters you're holding a gun or a staff or something like that and like it's all just one attack or you know throwing grenade at least is another thing but like your hands don't move independent of each other well like in skyrim they do don't they i feel like in skyrim your hands are always out in front of you like it... yeah, but like you're usually holding something yeah there's like... usually you usually have a sword and a shield or a sword and magic or a you know a lance and magic never is it magic and ma- more magic well and like also in games like that, like, your hands aren't always, like, you don't walk around like you're ready to grope someone. Like, yeah. in this game, it's just like that you're just looking around for finding things to hang on to. Yeah. Um, so that's what made me think it like looked more like a VR game than anything. Um, I'd still want to know more about it. But, like, after seeing the trailer, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's not doing a good job in selling me what it is. I would have probably rather it had been third person, mm. given the original trailer. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the game is still. Like it, it looks visually pretty neat, and it's obviously a setting I like. Um, but they didn't do a good job in selling me on what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is going to be a PlayStation Five console exclusive. Uh, it will be coming to PC eventually, but it is exclusive to the PlayStation Five, which I was surprised by because I would. I thought th- it was going to be a PS4 game. Um, well, I thought it was going to be just on both. Like I thought it was going to be Xbox and yeah. Uh, PlayStation. Um, I don't think it was mentioned as that last year during E3 during Bethesda's. No, it was conference. just part of Bethesda's thing. Yeah. Um, so that's. I mean, that's an interesting thing. I wouldn't have expected that, um, but nonetheless, that's that's what we're getting. So that'll be available in 2021. So that's not going to be a launch title, but maybe launch window or maybe just fall of mm-hmm. 2021. No uh, exact time frame there. Uh, next up was a game from Super Brothers called Jet the Far Shore. Uh, I don't remember what this one is. Uh, the world is shown as dreary, but a rocket fires into space and shows a series of satellites that appear to hold some sort of future for the planet. Oh, yeah, Hundreds of years later, boring. small ships fly to a much more vibrant land. Uh, it's just like very set far off. Like the rocket is like super tiny on the screen and you're just going by like collecting stuff. I think I was distracted by this one because it just kept unveiling more of the name as stuff. Like there was just little like triangles and polygons were coming up to fill in the name jet and they're just at the far shore and i was like oh i wasn't paying attention at all i was just trying to figure out what that was spelling yeah it just looks like a it looks like a mobile game actually 
at first I thought it was like, does that say Jeff the Far Shore? That doesn't. What Jeff. is this? <laughs> yeah, it's your he, buddy Jeff. He's, he's on the Far he's, Shore, and you have to scream all the way over there. On the yeah, on the Far Shore, just scream to him, Jeff, 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 Jeff. Um, but yeah, not really much there. Uh, next up was uh, another look at Godfall, which we knew to be a PlayStation Five game from the Game Awards, if not E three last year. That uh, is, yeah, it was E three last um, year, if I recall. So first time it's been shown in several months. It was demonstrated again. Uh, features intense melee combat, variety of weapons, supernatural and science fiction elements. Uh, you get new armor upgrades, all kinds of things. I don't know about this one. It doesn't. It doesn't really look super next gen to me, but it also doesn't look like a thing i would enjoy it just was third person action game it doesn't really have an aesthetic which i think is confusing about it yeah like i couldn't really tell like what is this medieval is it like who are these gods like i there was it wasn't like a hook for me yeah well i mean i think it looks good it just doesn't look like it has a place like it looks mythological but then at the same time it also looks like it's sci-fi and medieval like or like you know primitive yeah. at the same time so i'm like what where are you going with any of this um, um but i think i mean i again none of this stuff is like selling me on it other than spider-man but like yes yeah. spider-man sells itself but none of this stuff is selling me on it yeah and that was kind of the problem with the conference overall for me and i mean granted we're only halfway through but I like I got really hyped at the beginning after the Grand Theft Auto thing, which again I already forgot. Um, <laughs> once the PlayStation Five stuff started, not the PlayStation Three stuff. Once that was over, the PlayStation Five stuff started. Those first three things, I was like, "Yes, this is PlayStation Five. This is Marvel Spider Man. This is Gran Turismo. Looks off the charts, amazing. Love Ratchet, new Ratchet and Clank game. So hyped for, can't wait." And then it was just a bunch of stuff where I'm like, "Okay, maybe. Okay, all right. I mean, of the things we've talked about so far, I think." Destruction All Stars was the only one, and like Sackboy, I might get, but it does. It's not enough to like, you know, move the move the needle at all. Like uh, yeah, I, I mean that could come out on the PS4, and you'd probably be more excited for it. Well, not necessarily. I don't think it would. I don't think it would elevate my excitement level. It would just be like, oh, cool, I might get that. But it's not a system pusher, is what I mean. No, 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 no. And I don't think it. I don't think it's trying to be. Um, we'll get to some of the other things that I think are trying. Like I feel like this was bookended by system pushers. With a bunch of, like, not everything is going to be a system seller. Sometimes you just need other games. I feel like that's what this middle bit is. I feel like Godfall was trying to be a system pusher when it was first announced. Because it was the first technically the PS5 first yeah. announced game. Um, but again, it, it's not selling me on what it is because I don't know. Um, yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see a little bit more as we get into the fall. There'll mm-hmm. probably be deep dives and previews and stuff, so... It's kind of a get there when we get there kind of scenario for that game. Uh, next up was Solar Ash. This is from the creators of Hyper Light Drift, which looked it just looked like it yeah, belonged Hyper, in that yeah. universe. Um, so it's a hostile world that seems to reject the protagonist, and there are mentions of a void uh, before the demonstration transitioned into gameplay. So this is a 2021 game as well. Um, I, I'm assuming if you played Hyper Light Drift, you're going to love this game Drifter. too. Uh, yes, Drifter. Um, then you're going to like this game too. It looked very much in the same mm-hmm. kind of vein for it. So cool. I mean, not really much to it there. And this, th- that's the type of game where you, the less you know ahead of time going in, because the story unfolding is the fun stuff. The character looks like the character from Dead Cells. Kind of, yeah. It's like wispy head thing. Yeah, and I think it also might have had a mini cape or shawl of some kind, I thought. Yeah. 
Um, but the like neon pink is cool. Like it has a cool aesthetic to it. I didn't play High Valley Drifter, so I don't really know. I didn't either, but I've I mean I've heard great great yeah. things about it. Uh, same. Next up was uh, a game I was actually surprised by, um, mostly because when the logo for the company came up, I was like, "Oh, what's 101? I don't know that one." Uh, I haven't. Oh, IOI. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then I was like, "Wait, is it IOI? Wait, what is IOI? I haven't heard of that one either." And then I looked it up and I was like, "Oh, IO Interactive," like because I've only I read it as IO Interactive most of the time. Oh. Um, so seeing the IOI like mm-hmm. threw me for a loop for a second. So I was like, "Wait, what is this?" Uh, and ultimately, what they revealed was Hitman Three. So IO got back the rights to Hitman when they got split off from Eidos. Eidos, yeah. Um, I was like Square. Square owns Square's Eidos. Eidos, yeah. Um, so yeah, so they got split off. They retained the rights to Hitman, uh, and they will be putting out uh, Hitman Three, which will be coming uh, to PS Five. It'll come to Xbox as well. I think they did oh, confirm I'm sure. yeah. after the show. Uh, someone from the Xbox team was like. Great reveal, Sony. Like, super excited for you guys. Don't forget, like, you can still play Grand Theft Auto and NBA and uh, Hitman 3 all on the most powerful console, the Xbox Series X or whatever. So it was one of those um, types of tweets. But, um, I mean, it looks like Hitman. Like, you're killing dudes and sniping people. and I love Hitman, so yeah. give me more. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, and so this will be good uh, as, like, the third part in this new Hitman series that they've been doing which you've enjoyed so yeah and i have them on the xbox so i don't even know if i'll buy it on the ps5 if i get the ps5 to be yeah. honest um so yeah and granted it might come to depending on how early it comes it may come to the xbox one as well because of their whole yeah, forward delivery smart delivery yeah that's what i was thinking too when i saw that i was like oh that's cool i'll probably have this on my xbox one instead <laughs> mm-hmm. uh next up was a game called astro's playroom it uses the uh, the astrobot mascot so the PlayStation 4's version of Sackboy, I guess, uh, yeah. to um, to bring about another Astro game. I still haven't played the VR one, even though I hear fantastic things and I own it. I just haven't like sat down to play it. Uh, this doesn't look like it's a VR game. This looks like it's just a standard 3D platformer mm-hmm. using the uh, the Astrobot uh, character, which I don't know could be cool. It, I haven't played anything with that character yet. And even if, even if I love the VR game, I don't think I'm going to love the character in that the character will sell me on it kind of thing. Same thing, honestly, the same thing with Sackboy where I'm like, it's a cool mascot. I like the games that Sackboy has been a part of, but it's, you can't just throw Sackboy on something right, and expect your, me it's to. It's not a Mario. No. Um, you can't just throw that character on something and expect me to buy it the way that you can with a Mario or, you know, some people have with Sonic or mm-hmm. something like that yeah. where just slap the character's name on it and it's a guaranteed seller right astrobot's not there yet um but it i mean it looked like another cutesy family oriented game that you know kids of all ages could play kind of thing um which i think they did do a good mix of showing like adult gamers teenage gamers kid gamers all can play something on playstation 5 yeah i feel like there was a good mix throughout this show um that was you know just i think that was more of the system seller than the games themselves it was look at how many things that we have here uh next up was little devil inside uh, an adventure game with a unique aesthetic uh features musical creatures mix of stealthy exploration direct combat and hunting wild creatures like dragons um frozen tundras cities numerous different settings so uh, i don't really remember this one from the video uh, but so i don't i don't know anything about it certainly not anything that jumped out at me in the moment of like be like oh i'm excited for that that looks cool 
Um, next up was NBA 2K21. It was uh, presented by Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans. And it was... Very like, sweaty. So sweaty. But, like, I guess that shows off the sweat physics of the game. It, like, it looked... It made me want to wash my hands. Uh, well, you should be doing that anyway. Um, <laughs> that's, that's your that's your catchphrase so that doesn't surprise me whatsoever um but i mean it looked spectacular but it was just a cinematic of his in-game character dunking a ball like it looked super impressive but it wasn't gameplay it was a cinematic so it looked like a not gatorade commercial yeah like kind they of. weren't glowing sweat it was just sweat <laughs> yeah but it looked like a Gatorade commercial where, like, they'd zoom in and you'd see that, like, oh, it is orange like the Gatorade. Right, but it wasn't. But yeah. it wasn't. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- these games are going to come out regardless. They're probably going to look fantastic. I would have preferred to see what on-court game looks like because, like, this looked almost photo real to TV. Will the game itself look that way or will it still just look like video game basketball? Right. Which, like... The 2K basketball games on PS4 look amazing, but I don't think I'm ever going to confuse it with watching a real game. Whereas like Madden, I feel like gets it closer to it, but that's because it's so zoomed out and pulled back. I think it's because of that and also because basketball is a constantly moving game. Whereas like football, at least when you're lining up, you're like, okay, this is the movements that things happen. Like this is the way that football looks yeah. same thing with baseball like you had your friend come over who was like are you like what game are you watching yeah but because those are both they have stagnant moments where like yeah. the picturesque can be picturesque but basketball is always moving and everyone's wonkily like sometimes right and, and sometimes just things are like the way you pivot is not a way a human would pivot and yeah like that kind of stuff yeah like the angles of their lean and stuff yeah i guess that's probably it too but that's why i want to see can the solid state drive and the power of the PlayStation 5 or the power of the Series X, can they make that next step to where watching a constant moving sport like hockey or basketball give, and we didn't see any hockey in this, um, gives you that like, oh shit, am I watching the real thing the way that Madden or MLB The Show gives you? But I think it is, you're right, those stagnant moments. We'll see if these, you know, this extra horsepower under the hood gives you that bump in believability Mm -hmm. and realism. Um, So that didn't really do a lot to wow me on it. And I'm never like, I'm never like gung ho. I need to buy this basketball game, but if it was photo real, that would probably, you know, and I'm looking to pad out a launch system. That could be something where I'd be like, I, you know, I like basketball games enough and the way this thing looks like I'm sold. Right. Um, And obviously it didn't do that. Uh, next up was a super weird game from the makers of Octodad uh, called Bug Snacks, where it kind of looked almost Animal Crossing esque in terms of like you have these creatures, like these you know anthropomorphic animals walking around, but then you also have these bugs that look like food and also regular food that like once you eat it, you like become it in a way where like. Someone ate a strawberry that look was crawling around like it was an ant or something. And then when they did that, they had like strawberries for arms. Or like at one point, the arm turned into a curly fry. Um, so it was like an you are what you eat kind of, you know, it, it looks beyond zany. But that's to be expected from the yeah, people who made Octodad, dad least catch. Um, so, yeah, creatures are mixes of bugs and snacks such as burgers and strawberries um, like I said, like I said, French fries. So that'll be 
a super weird, quirky game. I didn't play Octodad. I think I played a demo for it once, and I was like, eh, it's not for me. But the selling point of Octodad is the uh, like unique control. Yeah, which was cool in it, um, but even then I was just kind of like, no. But like, my, like, I wonder what this game is going to, like, from the creator of Octodad is, is cool, but like, what is the unique control, what is the unique thing that this game does that any other creator can't do? Uh, I think this is the, like, you transform into the other foods. So how does that work? Like, I mean, that's what Kirby's done forever. Yeah, but, like, will you be able to solve a puzzle because your arm is now a curly fry so you can snake it through a small opening to grab whatever thing that you need? Like, I feel like that's going to be something, Mm -hmm. a part of it. But, again, I don't know. It was a very short trailer. uh, And it was just kind of like the character talking who was kind of doing, like, a Steve Irwin-type you know, impression where he's, you know, nature documentary. Yeah. Nature documentary type thing. Um, so I, <clears throat> I guess we'll see from that standpoint. I don't, again, I don't know. Um, it was just a, a debut trailer. So mm-hmm. not really much is known. I guess if you super love the Octodad games, then you're more inclined to be like invested in this than me. Who's never played them, but. I mean, I like Dr. Dad, but even I, like, again, none of these things are selling me on any of these games. No, and I mean, this is this is kind of what E3 typically is, where it's like debut trailers and whether or not you're wowed by the series or the look of it will vary based from game to game. Yeah. Uh, and it's tough in a launch area um, for a new system where you're like, okay... You have to pivot this. What am I excited for the sixty dollar game? To am I excited for the sixty dollar game that I have to spend, you know, upwards of four or five, six, seven hundred dollars? Again, we don't know to play this sixty dollar game. There's like that extra level of commitment needed right. to play these games. Which one of these is going to be Knack or the Order, and which yeah. one of these is going to be GTA Kills or whatever? Them, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right there. Uh, let's see, I lost my place for a second. Uh, oh, next up was something very exciting uh, for Joe, uh, which you know we were texting back and forth during this. And uh, it was a, uh, a remake of Demon Souls, which Shuhei Yoshida came on beforehand after the transitions from Shapes uh, to be like, this is something very near and dear to my heart. And it was a, a Demon Souls remastered, or remake, sorry, not yeah, a remaster. Full on. So full on uh, Blue Point Games, the ones that did like, the Uncharted, I think they did. Um, they didn't do Crash, but they they they, they did um, like Ico and Shadow, um, just all of the like big remakes in recent years um, to get them up to you know par on current systems. They're doing the uh, Demon Souls remake. Looks fantastic. They uh, they also show that they're doing two different uh, play modes. That there's one that's going to be like the visual play mode, so the one that looks perfect, and then there's one that's going to be uh, like more control based to the frame. Like yeah, so yeah, it's different settings. So you can either choose um, better frame rate or you can choose better visuals. Yeah, which is cool. Um, so you can you know, especially for those games. I mean, those games are have to be super tight controls. Well, yeah, and, and like you have to, the controls have to mimic what you're seeing. So like you need to be almost frame perfect mm-hmm. and pixel perfect yeah. almost to be able to time your movements and time your parries and your rolls and your dodges and whatnot. So 
Uh, I, I liked what I played of Demon Souls before I made a terrible mistake and didn't feel like starting over and just never played it again, um, which I've talked about. Like I, instead of going to World One Two, I went to World. I went from World One One to World Two One, and I was like way underpowered, and therefore lost all of my potions and broke all of my weapons. And I was just like, I basically have to play the first like things Whole again, part. and I don't want to. So I'm just gonna put it down and not play it but i liked what i played of it so this will probably be a thing to get me uh back into it at some point um and joe wants me to go and play all the souls games so at some point maybe i will do that this it's a separation from dark souls too so like well i mean this is my only it'll be a different what i played of demon souls is my only introduction to souls anything yeah so that's the only souls anything that i've played because it was enough to turn me off to the genre when i was like nah no it was too meticulous no yeah um so but yeah demon souls remake pretty exciting stuff it, it looks fantastic it looks gorgeous it's interesting that it's not from from though well it's just because it's a remake like blue point is the one that they've been doing it for a while now and they've done a good job bringing those older games up to par you know like it took those ps3 uncharted games and made them you know work and run smoothly on ps4 it took uh ico and shadow and all those and put them on mm-hmm. ps4 the was there an Ico or just Shadow? I think it was just Shadow. Yeah. Well, they so they made Shadow of the Colossus look amazing. The sequel. Yeah. Um, so looks pretty good there. Uh, next up was a game called uh, Death Loop. This is from Arcane Studios, the people who make uh, Dishonored. Uh, and this one is uh, assassins engaging in duels. Uh, they, they they said the story was your you know assassins on two different sides of things and you're constantly at odds with each other and you're it's like a rivalry of assassins um that's kind of how they described it i think Uh, they showed this off last year too yeah this was first shown at e3 2019 um so it's first person stealth much like the dishonored stuff um and so uh, it looked kind of cool i uh I wasn't really paying too much attention to it. Uh, this is also a PS5 console exclusive. So, oh, really? Um, Sony got a couple of them from like the Bethesda-owned studios mm-hmm. are making things specifically for um, for the PS5. So, uh, I don't know. It looked kind of cool, but I didn't really put much stock into it. I, I think I missed this when I was watching it originally. Uh, I mean, it looks cool, but it also just doesn't look like it separates itself from anything else. Hmm. Um, but I think this is the one that's also like an all black team working on it or like a, the writer and the director are, Oh, I don't know. and they were like trying to like, you know, that's obviously a thing that like people are giving money to now and is getting mm-hmm. press. So I think that's cool, but I think it looks cool. I, I, I yet again, I'm going to be a broken record, but it's not doing anything to sell me on. Yeah. Um, it, it looks neat, but it's not a standout title, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, and and again, that obviously may change the more we see of it. But the initial reveals are just kind of like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not awful, but no. it's also not amazing looking. Uh, one thing that I think was amazing looking, the next game on this list, uh, even though it's not necessarily for me, I'm excited for all those that this will be for, uh, and that is uh, the game Village, also known as Resident Evil Village, which we knew Resident Evil Eight. Um, we had heard about. This was the kind of direction that the Resident Evil, the next Resident Evil was taking. Yeah. Um, and that and it got I, leaked with the logo and everything, too. Yeah. And so the the way this works is it's the 
V I and then L L of village. Those are the three eyes to make up the eight when they separate it out. Like the, it's all capital. The word village. So yeah. the the bottom of the L's is almost like a period to make the the number eight. So this is Resident Evil Eight Village. This again looks like it takes place in some remote northern mountain town. There's werewolves, which I was surprised by. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a Resident Evil thing, no. really, because they're obviously more zombies. Um, it kind of looked like, I, I guess it was a zombie, but it did kind of have that werewolf look to it, I think, because there was like a full moon in the background and the way the shadows were like cast and everything kind of gave that like werewolf vibe to it. Um, but looks super dark and scary and looks like it follows kind of the path of Seven, where it's you know, a little bit more um, like you're not going through cities. Like this is more of a small contained uh, environment, which is cool. And kind of gives it a different feel than the, you know, four five, six or, you know, all of the other resident evils where you're like in a city. Yeah. And this one like looks to be more like supernatural. Whereas the other ones are, scientific science based yes like those zombie games are i know i know what you're saying we're like it's a virus that happened and it's contagion and right it's not supernatural this isn't gods or demons or werewolves the, the moon or <laughs> yeah. like you know like this is they're usually yeah they're viruses they're contagions so mm-hmm. um it looks neat and unfortunately leaks kind of ruined the, <laughs> the surprise of that yeah if this came out of nowhere and you were like oh what is this like creepy mountain You're scary like, this village game looks cool yeah like what is this oh fuck it's resident evil 8 god damn they, they got me i can't believe it um but we knew about this months ago <laughs> yeah and you know that was one of those things where you hear the leak and you hear the rumor and you're like oh i wonder if it's true i wonder if it's true and then like i kind of forgot about it and the werewolf part of it threw me off because yeah. I at first I thought like oh I wonder if this is Resident Evil Eight because I thought I also saw like a umbrella logo on like a manhole cover or some book or like I feel like right. I saw that in the trailer, but then I saw the werewolf and I was like that's not that's not a Resident Evil looking thing and then it was and I was like so I was like I thought I knew and then I like talked myself out of it <laughs> and then like I talked myself essentially into getting surprised by but. But then also being like, yeah, but I knew it. Oh, I was in the span of like, what, the two minutes that it was? <laughs> if that, yeah, like 30 seconds-ish kind of thing. So um, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's, uh, again, but this is a multi-platform game. So this isn't, again, not a system seller per se. Uh, but it, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks nice. Uh, next up was a game called Pragmata, uh, which definitely looked like a sequel to Death Stranding when it first started, where it was this like futuristic astronaut guy in a empty void of a world and this one did look cool yeah at f- but at first i was like is this death stranding it does it two? looks exactly like death stranding well it looks like the character for kojima productions like it looks like whatever that ludin yeah ludin it looks like that kind of uh where it was you know angular space suit uh, and they're checking readings and levels and then he finds a girl and they transport to the moon or something like this one was it was creepy looking and kind of obviously left more questions than answers uh, but but it looks neat yeah for sure and like visually it, it looks great too like uh just like the reflections off of everything because everything's super shiny for some reason yeah and they, there was a cat hologram where you could see the cat skeleton i didn't quite understand that i did like the uh 
like at one point it looked like he threw out some kind of dust or something and that like showed movement as like i guess like memories in the air or something like that of like what had been there previous because it looked like children playing in the park that he was standing next to or something so like the division uh, does that in the division yeah in the division like there are memories that are like locked all over the city and like you walk up and you like replay a hologram of oh okay of, of something that had happened there yeah and it like tells it's all like backstory stuff yeah, yeah. so it tells like you know uh before the breakout and well yeah and they're like the stories are really some of them are really sad and some of them are like actually super funny and there's like a a story of a guy who thinks he's a superhero mm-hmm. um but it's told through like 20 different people's perspectives so like they're like oh yeah you hear about that guy who jumped off of like the the balcony and they're like yeah dude's crazy and then like you find out later on that like he actually is a superhero huh. like he has superpowers <laughs> but and like you find his also like he talks and says like i i think i'm like i feel super 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 strong for something <laughs> so yeah uh again this almost nothing is known about this other than it comes out in 2022 Oh, so it's further, much further away. Yeah. Uh, next up was, again, one of those ones where I think this was their, like, big final. Uh, I mean, this was the last game that they talked about. Um, so this was their big to-do. This is what I meant when I said it kind of was bookended by yeah. system sellers where you got Spider-Man up front, Gran Turismo up front, Ratchet and Clank up front. On the back end, you have Resident Evil Village. Uh, and then you have uh, Horizon Forbidden West. So this is the sequel to Robot Dinosaurs, the game. In Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I remembered it now because I know that this is Horizon Forbidden West, so I can remember much easier the name of that other game. Zero Dawn. Um, so this is a direct sequel to uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, it kind of takes... It show it looks like it's going to uncover more of the backstory and the lore of this world. Uh, it also looks like they're now going to have some underwater elements, which should please you for a game that you definitely don't want to play because you didn't like the first one, even though you put 125 <laughs> no hours into it or whatever Only it was. 20. Um, I, I also think I fell asleep through some of that. So. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks amazing in terms of you know graphical fidelity and everything. Like It looks stunning. I also didn't finish the first one, so this will be something like... Watching this conference made me realize all of the PlayStation games I didn't finish and get me hyped to go back and play them. Like After the watching this, I was like, man, I really I want to go back and play Ratchet. Like, I didn't finish Ratchet. So it's doing the opposite of what it's supposed to be doing. Not really, because it's, it's getting me excited in those uh, franchises again, which makes me want to go back and play the previous games in those series. So right. I guess technically it is doing what it should and getting me excited for it. And the way that I express that excitement is by going back and playing the originals. Um, So I guess from that standpoint, it's kind of, you know, doing, it's the same way that last of us two is making me be like, all right, I should finally go back and play last of us one. So you can play last of us two. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it looks stunning, brand new environments and stuff. Well, I mean, but like the gameplay, yes, looks the same. Um, but this one, you know, like, Obviously, the new environments change it up a little bit, so it's not just, you know, wasteland or forest or, like, I guess, cold mountains. Frozen mountain, yeah. Yeah, I didn't play the expansion, obviously, uh, but this one looks like it has more lush environments. There was some underwater stuff where it looked like a, you know, a sunken city, Atlantis-style thing from whatever the civilization was before robot dinosaurs roamed the Earth. So... Um, this will just be a continuation of that story. This is clearly the direction of Gorilla, so we didn't get any kill zone or anything like that. We just got uh, New Horizon. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, you didn't like it, and I didn't finish it, so not a system seller technically. <laughs> but this is like this is one of their bigger franchises. Right. Now. People do love this. Game. Um. So it was a it was a cool thing to book in, and then the conference seemed to be over. Um. They had like a couple more of the symbols showing, and then there was this kind of like black screen and it showed the controller and then the black faded away and we got our look at the box what did you think of the box it's black and white it is black and white which i think i to be fair we knew uh because but we were holding out hope that it was not be black and white yeah and of and all of the mock-ups that have shown me it in all black are so much nicer looking than the white and black uh, when it first unveiled, I had a visceral reaction of hate to it. Yeah, and Be- you were sent it to like you in all caps. You're like, my god, it's ugly. <laughs> it's hideous. Uh, but I think it's because the way that the like shadows went away and the silhouette formed into the actual image, it had this. It almost looked like one of those like Dyson Airblade fans. It does. Where I was like, no, 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 because I think the bump out for the disc drive. Like it looked like a like a vase, like a painting of a vase almost, and then it had this weird cutout for the disc drive, like this bump out for the disc drive that, like in silhouette, looked awful. Like it looked super wonky. Um, and the, but the more that I've looked at it, the less like hate I have for it. I've like come around a lot on it, especially seeing it horizontal, which is just how I display my consoles oh, anyway. I don't, I don't like it horizontal. I like, I like it horizontal less than I like it vertical. Oh, yeah. See, I don't ever put my systems vertical. I mean, neither will I, but, like, it it's lopsided. Like, it's it's heavy to the left. Well, yeah, but it's got to sit on a stand, which will be fine. Uh, and so as long as it's sideways, I didn't feel like I noticed it as much. The Like, the wing design at the top slash like right a, side. A router ice cream sandwich. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I think, what was the Dragon Ball Z character that... It looked like oh, his head. Know. That's past me. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know Dragon Ball. I just I saw a meme that I knew to be Dragon Ball, and I shared it with those that like Dragon Ball. Yeah. And, um, Joe would be able to tell us if he was here. No, um, but I like the best part, which was like the dude who just took two envelopes and stuck it on either side of his router. And was that like, was hey, really look, funny. it's the PS Five. PS Five spot in the wild. I got it. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't hate it. I wish it was all black. It it's much less jarring when it's all black. And it is funny that the the dichotomy of the Series X, which is just a black box, yeah, and just then a black this, cube, which is like got unnecessary shapes on it. Although apparently the fins make it cool, like faster or something like that. Well, when you look at the in between the like the wings, you can see that there's the like cutouts for what would normally be like fan areas, right? And I mean, one of the knocks on the PS4, and especially playing Call of Duty, my pro Dude, is yours louder, is super loud. My the pro playing Call of Duty is like airplane jet engine loud, which it never is for any other game. It like I, I only recently put it in an entertainment center, and obviously that's going to make it louder. But obviously, just revving and running a game like Warzone, it's just out of control. Like I remember, I was playing it. Uh, not even here, and I had it on top of an entertainment console, and it was the loudest thing I've ever fucking heard. So I'm all for cooling it faster, making it quieter, because they know that's one of the knocks on it. The weird, wispy, wavy designs, uh, give or take. And I I get their reasoning of we want it to look good sitting on the table in a 
regular home that has all kinds of like modern designs and things. And like, I was watching one video where like people were reacting to it. And like one of the guys' rooms was like an all white room with all white like furniture. And I'm, he's like, look how great it's going to look in there. I'm like, yeah, in your room, like not in my room with my black PS4 and my black TV and my, you know, black controllers and my black everything else. Like yeah. it's going to stand out like a motherfucker in that room. So. Well, now I fear if there's going to be some sort of TV bundle, the TV's going to be white. <laughs> no, I don't think that'll ever be the No one's going to sell you a white TV. No, no I'm just joking. So you're you're okay there. Um, and maybe by the time there is a TV bundle, there'll also be an all-black version. Because every mock-up of the all-black version, was the it was so nice looking. The controller, the system, gorgeous. Um, but if I want to play Spider-Man, Miles Morales, in holiday 2020, I'm getting a white one. Enjoy your white controller and weird white system. Yeah, I mean, again, if it goes in an entertainment console or if it gets tucked behind a TV on a wall I, and I don't notice it, I don't care, uh, I guess, in the long run. Ultimately, the first chance I get to buy an all-black controller, I am absolutely doing that um, just because that will sit out more on the coffee table and be noticeable than the system will be visible because yeah. it'll either be in an entertainment center or it'll be tucked behind the TV. So I won't have to worry about it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so they showed off the system, um, the disk drive, the controller, and then they went and showed the second system, which is the all digital edition that looks exactly the same, but it doesn't have the bump up for the disk drive. Uh, and that's really cool. Um, I'm still going to, I'm still going to get the physical version. I think. Even though you're Mr. Digital Man who don't like to swap discs. I hate swapping discs, but I also don't want to lose out on those times. I want collector's editions. If this spawns collect physical collector's editions with digital codes, then I think, and if I know that going in, then I might be more inclined to get the all digital. But like, I want whatever statue comes with the collector's edition of Spider-Man Miles Morales or Spider-Man 2. You know, I may want the collector's edition of some other game or whatever that like comes with something cool. Like, I don't want to miss out on those cool things just to have a game with no... Like, to have a game that I can't play and I have to buy digitally anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, if Sony first-party games come with digital, like, physical collector's editions with digital codes, then I think I'd be cool with that. But there's no way they'll commit to that ahead of time. No, because then they'd have to talk to every game developer and... Or, well, the first-party stuff, you're thinking. Yeah, but then you'd have to, like... It would be a lot harder to sell in the store because then you'd have to be like... Physical game not included, digital code only. Like, you have to throw that in the box somewhere. And then would you have collector's editions with the physical game and steel bookcase and then collector's editions with the digital one? Like It'd have to be like a it'd only, be a consumer from, nightmare. only from Sony thing. Yeah, order it from their website. but it would Because otherwise it'd be a consumer nightmare if you had both versions sitting on the shelves or in the SKU for pre-orders. Right, taking up space after they don't sell. Yeah, because people want the one that comes with the steel book, not the one that comes with the slip of paper. Right. So... Cool nonetheless. Like, I think it looks better because it doesn't have that bump out. Like, it looks sleeker. So, I kind of like the look of the digital one more. But. Ultimately, I don't really care what it looks like. I think it, it, it does look goofy, but the price is that's the only thing I'm worried about. Yeah. So, again, no price. Um, they did show off, like, a media remote, charging stand, the headset, mm-hmm. which looked, you know, again, a white headset. I'm not really down for. Um, and there was something. Oh, the HD camera which it says it works with all of the accessories from the PS4, so I don't think I'll need the new camera. 
to play VR, but if I do, then obviously it'll be something that I have to go and get. And then that's going to be white too. Yeah, that'll be white as well. Um, and it showed it. That also has like the wings, but like the middle is still black. So it also has like wings on the top and the bottom, kind of like the, the PS. So that at least matches the system, which is fine. Yeah. I guess. Uh, but it will look stark underneath the TV. It also is massive. Yes, it's way taller when standing vertically than any of the other Anything. current systems. <laughs> yeah, it's taller than the PS4, taller than the Xbox One, 360, Series X, obviously, because it's just a small cube. But, yeah, it is uh, fairly big, but there's a lot of a lot of horsepower in there and a lot of, a lot of stuff. So, uh, ultimately, what are your final thoughts on the PS5 reveal? Uh, I mean, I didn't watch much of it, and nothing really hyped me up a ton. And given the fact that I wasn't super thrilled about the, the design of the console itself, which we didn't think we were going to get to begin with. so No, that was a surprise. It's nice to get it. Yeah, I did say I've been saying for months. I would just want to see the box. Yeah, um, but ultimately, meh. I, I, I mean, I don't think there would be anything. If there were a price, I think that would be the only thing that would make me like super stoked about this. Yeah. Given it's, it's not $700. Yeah, it's because it still doesn't feel real until you have a price. There was an Amazon UK listing that has since been confirmed as an error that listed it as five ninety nine, um, but that was Your pounds. That so. was pounds. So technically, if you go with current exchange rate, it's seven hundred and fifty. But like the pounds to US dollars is so wonky now because of Brexit that like it's not comparable. Like I don't know if they would sell it comparable to what the PlayStation price is, or if you would just kind of like bone British consumers to make it look like it's the same price on all of the marketing. Like, cause it would be one thing if it was like us seven fifty, Japan, like eight to a hundred thousand yen or whatever. And yeah. then like UK five ninety nine. like that would look weird on a poster, even though that's the same amount of money technically across the three places. I feel like you'd get, like five ninety nine US, five ninety nine UK, and like five thousand nine hundred yen, because well, it looks uniform, even though that like totally screws over the well. It'll British never consumer. be uniform, though. No, it, but like it'll at least with like the PS four, it was like three ninety nine, like three ninety nine, three ninety nine, kind of thing, or whatever it ended up being. Like it was, it was compare. It was like three fifty UK, three ninety nine US, or something. Like it at least looked somewhat because the exchange rate was closer back then than it is now because it's all out of whack well and things are more expensive in different places too yeah yeah like in australia it costs like a a crazy amount to buy like a playstation well i mean even in japan like video game systems are 100 to 50 dollars more there even though it's the same thing yeah like games are 80 bucks like when they come out you're like jesus really why Mm. It, it, it came from here, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> this is where it started. It didn't even have to come like overseas or anything. No. It's like, look at it. Look at it. It's made right there. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, like Joe and I were looking at Switch games that were like 7,500 yen. We're like, why? why? Yeah, stop it. Because it came with a drum. That's why. A different uh, uh So speaking of Joe, uh, Digital Joe makes an appearance. So we, uh, we asked him what he thought, obviously, mm-hmm. of the, uh, the show itself. And he says uh, he thought it was pretty lackluster, which kind of tracks what we were saying. Uh, he felt like a major bulk of the game shown would have been fine on current gen stuff. That's also true. There wasn't anything shown as part of the reveal that screams, oh my God, that's only capable on the PlayStation 5. Stuff looked amazing. Except for the Ratchet thing. But I, we had to dig into that afterwards. Yeah, that wasn't part of like the reveal itself. No. Um, 
everything looked amazing and looked like it belonged on next gen, but yeah. you could have easily shown off something very similar and I would have been totally believed that that's what it would look like for the most part on a PS4 or Xbox One. Right. Um, Spider-Man and Demon's Souls are the one that's going to make him go with the PS5. Uh, Destruction All-Stars <laughs> and Resident Evil looked great also, um, though assuming correctly that Resident Evil will be a multi-platform game. So, um, He was also the same with us where it's just kind of really wonky looking. The initial reveal of the box was not I don't think it was done well necessarily. It was just a shock. Like it was so much different than yeah, what I was so expecting because every other PlayStation has just been like rectangular box, except for the PS3, which had like rounded top, but was still rectangular in nature. This is kind of like a weird hybrid of the PlayStation three design and the, all the other PlayStations. Cause there's more curves to it, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. Now we just got to wait on price and, yeah, exact launch definitely. lineup and release date. I don't even care That's about all we're missing. launches. I just want to know how much it costs. Yeah. So uh, so there you go. Uh, lightning round. We're just going to kind of fire through a lot of the rest of the week. This was obviously the biggest thing to come out of this week. Um, there was the IGN like Summer of Gaming. Summer of Games. Or the Summer of Super Fun Games, as we've uh, called it. We're not going to go through everything there. It's been like five days of reveals and then like two other days of like PC showcase and stuff. Was there anything that you saw from those games? Uh, I mean, obviously the lists are out there. We're not going to like, there was some big things the first day, like an Alex Kidd remake and um, some other stuff, but we're not going to go through every single thing uh, that got released. Uh, and you can obviously find that online, but anything that stood out to you, John? Uh, the Alex Kidd remake, it looks cool. Um, I don't really know anything about the Alex kids games or kid games other than like the, they're, loved like i've mm -hmm. never even played it i think an original one but looking at this one i was like oh this looks cool um there was a game that got announced called um mortal shells which is um like a new souls like esque game yeah. um that looks cool yeah i mean it looks like a standard souls type game uh which is good um then there was another game called uh, foreclosed which is gonna come to the switch which was like a comic book looking graphic novel slash stealth game that okay. looked nice. Um, kind of cyberpunky looking thing. Mm -hmm. um, those two stood out for me. There wasn't really, I mean, th there wasn't a ton that was actually announced for this. Or, I mean, a ton that I was super interested in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there was a million games, but like they're all, most of, for the most part, they're all new IP. Like there was a remake of 13. Oh, yeah. That, the, the, the date for that as well got announced. Yeah. Um, so there was like, you know, some new gameplay. And, like there was gameplay of... Um, Skater XL. Well, I was going to say uh, the game Yakuza. Oh, the yeah. Like Yakuza, a dragon. Like a dragon. Oh, and that was nice too because we hadn't actually seen a ton of gameplay of that. And that kind of answers my question on how they're going to make it a turn-based game. Yeah. Um, and you obviously don't play RPGs, but like uh, the Tales games are like... You move in an area and you only have a certain amount of time and or moves like area to move in before mm -hmm. your turn is over. And that's the way that this is going to be. So you're still going to have fighting in like it's not it's a straight fighting game, but you're going to be fighting in your realm for your turn. And then it'll be the, the enemy's turn. So seeing that, I was like, OK, I mean, I was going to be getting this anyway. Yeah. Um, but now it's not just like turn-based action like you know an original final fantasy where you're just like waiting and then like you select your move and then it does it yeah um, so. so it was nice to see that i again i was gonna buy that game regardless but it was cool to now see it a little bit more fleshed out mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, so we did see some gameplay from Skater XL, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Uh, it looks very floaty. Like it, uh, you were saying that like the board when you do an ollie, it just kind of like follows you, but not in a like physics propelled it forward kind of way, but in a it's a hoverboard that like you're strapped into kind of look to it. Well, it looked to me like once you activate the ollie, the board then does whatever that trick is supposed to do, be programmed into it. Yeah. Not that your feet have guided this thing and gravity yeah. is now guiding you down to the ground. It's that you now lift your legs and then the board does your move and then you land. Yeah. Um, and even then it was floaty in that aspect where it, like the gravity just didn't seem to play into it very well. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to jump and do this at that speed, you're now in the air longer than what you should be in the air for. Yeah. So it just kind of like looked very wonky and looked mm. a little odd, but... I don't know, like, I'm still just kind of jonesing for a skateboarding game. But so we got I'm... Tony Hawk. Like, we have a game that yeah, we know is going to be good. That's true. Like, like I'm, I'm just going to hold out hope for that. That's going to fill that void for sure. I mean, that is September and Skater XL is July. But, you know, it might be one of those things where, like, over time it'll probably be worth it in the end. And whether or not I want to put up with the frustration at the beginning is kind of where I'm at with that right now, having seen the gameplay of it. Um, there was a game called Metal Hellsinger, which looked kind of cool, which is like a Doom meets Guitar Hero type, where it's your gun fire sound is the the beat in this music rhythm game. Yeah. Um, which looks kind of cool. Um, so I, I mean, the soundtrack's probably not one where I'm like, because like I'm not a huge metalhead, but mm-hmm. the combination of first person shooter and music rhythm is probably enough where I'm like, oh, okay, like the aesthetic's not necessarily my bag, but like that's kind of cool in terms of gameplay and I'm more inclined to like pay attention to it now yeah, as a result. When you brought that up, I was like, Oh, this was called something else by some other dude. And yeah. no, apparently they're two different games, which makes me a little bit concerned because this is being made by like an actual team and um, BPM, which is bullets per minute um, was the original one, like made by just like one dude. Yeah. Kind of feel bad for him now. Cause it was a like super novel idea when he, started pitching it yeah but i mean you don't know how long the team has been working the team could have been working on this triple a thing for like years and just never talked about it like you don't know which came first necessarily i guess but i still feel bad for the one dude who's doing this because it it's even the same aesthetic like if his was like halo looking or you know like at least realistic but like they both look like doom yeah yeah i mean i mean his could end up being the the better one uh it looks like and that's out on Steam now? It's out in August. August. Yeah. From Awe Interactive. A-W-E. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I said Awe. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> people are going to type in like A-H-W or uh, like A-W-W or whatever. Yeah. No, not that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there wasn't a ton. Like I was kind of half paying attention to the like reveals and videos and stuff and nothing really jumped out at me as being like, a, oh, okay, that looks cool. It was just like kind of either updates to things I already knew about or stuff that got announced that I didn't care about. Or we'll, you know, maybe keep an eye on when more details come out about what it is and what platforms it's on. And The yeah. way it's done, I just also don't care about. Like the, the like live streamy aspect and like... Well, but that's E three is a live streaming aspect too, where everything's a conference and it's showing you off different trailers and whatnot. But but like generally, those are done by people who are like in the industry. Well, these are too for the like these are still like they're having like the Skater XL one. They were talking with the developers of Skater well, XL. Well, I mean like the people presenting it as well. 
Um, like I, I don't know any of the IGN people, and they oh, all see, yeah, look punchable to me. So like, <laughs> there's one dude who is definitely too old to be wearing a hat backwards, and he was wearing it like off to the like, you know, mm-hmm. what is that seven o'clock or whatever? And I'm just like, put your hat on straight, or don't wear a hat like you're an adult. Okay, calm down, old man. Do you want him to get off your lawn too? I do. I do want him to get off my lawn and to mow his own because it's a disaster and it's ruining the neighborhood. Yeah, there you go. But, like, I just don't care about any of these people. Like, no. I don't, I don't know. I don't need to hear you talking from your bedroom about this thing. Yeah. Oh, and that, I mean, that's the pandemic part of it. Well, like, which is fine. Like, I cause think. Because normally this would have been a thing where if they were doing this, they would have been in their own studios with their fancy graphics and their green screens and all the looking things. Looking presentable and like, not having a stupid hat on. Correct. And, like, you're, you're in the office that has all their Mario collectibles instead of their bedroom that has all their Mario collectibles. Like, it's just a different. It, the whole thing would have been a different vibe, and ultimately we wouldn't have even got anything like this because we would have just had E3. the Bethesda show and right. the Square show and the Nintendo show and, and everything. And uh, I'm still kind of waiting on a Nintendo Direct for this time of year. I know it mm-hmm. got delayed or whatever, but I would like to know more about what they're doing. And that's right. They're conspicuous by their absence in this new version of what E3 time would have been. But at least they're more presentable. Like yeah, well, they're showing games. They're not doing like a you and know, even when there's hosts. people on there, like it's at least in a more professional-looking. I don't know. I've watched the treehouse things where everyone's wearing a Pikachu shirt oh, and just like sitting on a couch. But that's more of like I'm not taking a jab at IGN specifically. I yeah. don't know or care about them as a company. Um, but it's just like it. It's not doing a lot for me to be like, okay, I really want to watch this. It's like I don't really need to hang out with this random dude in his office. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Um, and I think that's part of, like, obviously the pandemic aspect of it. Sure. There's um, no one to blame. Yeah. It's just the way that these things are. are um, be. One of the things that wasn't, like, part of their live stream, but was just, like, news that broke as a part of their summer of gaming, Lightning Round, uh, 1UP Arcade, the people who make the budget, miniature, sort of full-size, four-foot-tall. Three-fourths replicas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of arcade games unveiled their uh, newest, like, series of cabinets, which they've been doing every ether. I think it's like CES and E3 is when they do like they do two reveals a year yep. for the most part of what's going to yeah. be their upcoming cabinets. I love all of their cabinets and wish I had the space and money to own any of them. Because <laughs> uh, you have enough. Yeah, because I'm really holding out hope for that four-player Turtles cabinet will be on sale at any point for less than $400. Um, but they announced uh, a bunch of new machines, uh, first of which is a Miss Pac-Man cabinet, which is awesome because I love Miss Pac-Man. Ms. Pac-Man. Um, and if it's anything like the regular Pac-Man one, that one I think routinely went down to like 150. Um, I think I even saw it at one point for like a hundred bucks. Damn. So um, that's that'll be a good one to get on a budget. Uh, Miss Pac-Man, Galaxian, Pac-Mania, and Pac-Man Plus are all part of that cabinet. Um, they also announced two different Marvel cabinets um, that have some of the same games with some different games. So there is one cabinet that comes with X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom Clash of Superheroes, X-Men Children of the Atom, and X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. The other one comes with Marvel Superheroes War of the Gems, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom Clash of the Superheroes, and Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter. So a couple of versus Street Fighter games. First, Marvel vs. Capcom on both. Um... And then you've got Mutant Apocalypse, Children of the Atom, and War of the Gems is a little bit of a different game. So depending on 
where you're looking. You can get one or both of those. Um, sticking with Marvel, they also announced a Marvel pinball cabinet. So it is a physical pinball like standing machine. But rather than being an actual pinball table on the inside, it is the Zen pinball game. So they're like the digital pinball. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so that allows it to be a little bit cheaper. Uh, I've seen some of these at like different arcades and stuff. And it's kind of cool. I don't – like I like pinball and I like the feel of pinball. I don't love digital pinball. And I don't feel like the me standing in a cabinet is going to make up for that. I think it would. Like I liked – like, I had a couple pinball PC games, and those were fun, but, like, it's cooler when you're, like, actually hitting bumpers. But I feel like the shake of the machine and the sound doesn't quite match, like, the like the actual mechanics of a pinball machine. I feel like give it more of a vibe that I, I haven't been able to feel like I've matched when even playing the, like, digital. Because I had, like, Zen Pinball and Vita and, like, PlayStation 3 and stuff, and it, like, the sound effects were good but it didn't feel right to me. probably because these are made to be digital like imagine if these were made with like the thought that this could be a physical like thing you know what i mean i guess but i feel like i, I would need more haptic feedback in the buttons which i don't feel like i'd be getting like the difference between like making a building physically and knowing that that's the way that a building is being made and then taking that and making it digitally the other way around like, because a, a pinball game obviously looks like a pinball game if it's real in yeah. front of you with actual ramps and stuff like that. But when they're made in a digital world without the physical aspects thought of. Well, but even like the Zen pinball games, like the way they're built in it, it's meant to replicate. And the ones that I've played, like I've played these digital standing cabinets before. Yeah. But it just doesn't feel right. Hmm. Like, even though that was the intent of it to put Zen pinball in one of these things. Um it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel the same. Um, not a, it's still a good budget option for someone who wants a pinball machine in their house that it's not $2,000 to get one game like this ultimately has Zen pinball in it. You might be able to just mock it up and put all the other like table variations in there, which right. could be cool. Um, this one is specifically uh Marvel uh, it's got, okay. So it does have an accelerometer for real nudging in the digital game. Um, 24 inch recess screen. It's got 10 preloaded Marvel tables from Zen. Um, so probably like an X-Men and a Spider-Man and a Punisher and Avengers. Daredevil Avengers. I forget all the different ones that you can get like as part of the regular games, which I assume these will be, but, uh, the last one, uh, is a big buck hunter cabinet that comes with big buck hunter pro big buck hunter pro open season, big buck safari and big buck safari outback. So, uh, you got two guns, so you can still have the multiplayer experience. It's not just one gun in the miniature cabinet, but that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't care one iota about the Big Buck Hunter games. But I want a Time Crisis one. To each their own. That would be cool. Um, some kind of light gun game that I'm more inclined to would be uh, would be super fun for sure. Uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, Stadium messed up. And I know that's probably a thing that could mean any number of things, <laughs> uh, but they specifically messed up this week by uh, leaking a game, which is a first for them. So milestone for Stadia. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, they leaked uh, a demo build of uh, Gods and Monsters, and it was available for 30 minutes. So if you happen to be on there in that 30 minutes and downloaded it, you got to play a demo build of a game that doesn't even have a release date yet. Yeah, uh, I mean, it looked 
like what we expected it to, which is uh, like Assassin's Creed versus or uh, like New Breath of the Wild ish. Like yeah. it looks like Assassin's Creed with like Breath of the Wild's aesthetic, but Monster Hunter. Um, from the video I saw, it did not look very good. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really see much of it, but this wasn't ever going to be a thing that I was like super jazzed for. Uh, yeah, I didn't really care about it either, but it just. I don't know. It didn't do. It didn't do. Like, it, the fact that it's leaked, I'm just like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You leaked a mediocre demo <laughs> to the world for half an yeah. hour. Uh, I mean, it's not a good look either way for them to be like leaking games. But um, how did it get on there to begin with? I'm assuming that they had to put it up on the servers to test the fact that it works on Stadia. Because, like, you have to. Normally, you'd have to put the game on a like a PS5 dev kit or mm-hmm. an Xbox Series X dev kit. The dev kit for Stadia is Stadia, I assume. Like, I don't think that there's a box for the dev kit. I think you probably have to put it on the servers and like go. But it's go weird for that it. like this is not a game that's only going to be on Stadia. You know, like no, but they like but the Stadia version of the game you'd have to test and make sure that it works on Stadia. Like you have to do some game testing. I assume that there's play testers for the game, and so they have to make sure that it works across platforms. Again, that would be my assumption. I don't really know. I don't really know how like developing for Stadia works. So, but yeah, they uh they done they done messed up. That wasn't the only thing that leaked recently. I think um, uh, Dead Island Two, like a a build of that, got leaked online too. It wasn't Stadia's fault, but um, like, it's just interesting to see that two demo-ish of games that don't even have release dates or even, like, I think Dead Island 2 wasn't actually even confirmed to be in development anymore. Yeah, I didn't think, I thought Dead Island 2 came out already. I thought this was, like, Dead Island 3 or 4. No, Dead Island, uh... It was Riptide, I know ri- that. Yeah, it was, like, there had, like, a pseudo-sequel. Yeah, um, I but, thought there was a 2, but... Nope. <laughs> it, well, because it was supposed to come out, like five years ago or four years ago yeah and then they're like now we're still working on it kind of hmm. very strange yeah and then a leak of it uh, a build of it had leaked online like maybe last week but mm-hmm. recently well, there you go uh speaking of stadia lightning round uh it was confirmed this week that cyberpunk 2077 will not be available on stadia at launch um they confirmed the release date for everything for playstation 4 xbox one pc the whole deal um but then said that stadia version will be out by the end of the year so i think it's what a september release date um for everything else end of the year is not a huge gap but it's still enough to where i mean this is probably gonna be one of the bigger games of the fall and you were more interested in playing on Stadia than anything else, right? Well, yeah, because I figured, hell, I can play it wherever. Like, the portability of a, a game where you can get immersed in it seems kind of cool. But, I mean, I well, I don't know that I'll be... I feel like if I'm going to get it, it's going to be at launch when the hype is at maximum versus six months later. When I, like, And it'll probably come out after the point in time where I now have, like, a PS5. And will I want to spend... Well, and it's coming out for PS5. So. Yeah, well, I want to spend my $60 on the brand new PS5 version to have a game on my brand new PS5, or will I want to spend it on the Stadia that I may or may not like devote time to? Right. So, yeah, that's going to make it a little bit harder for me to 
convince myself to buy it there. But I mean, maybe if I get a discount with pro or something, then maybe, but it is just kind of a blow for them to not have one of the biggest games of the fall available at launch on their platform. How is it? How does it still work? Like, <laughs> how is the state is still around? I mean, it's cool. Like, it's it's such a good idea that I like that I really enjoyed the concept of it more than the implementation. And granted, it has like a ton of lofty promises that I think they they don't want to abandon it before they can even like try to get the YouTube integration and try to get the like Google Assistant stuff integrated into it. So I feel like from that aspect of it, they're like going to stick with it, which is good because you don't want people spending money on this thing and then having them abandon it a year in, which we're not even there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it seems like setback after setback, which is kind of a bummer. But yeah, so I, I don't know. We'll see if and when it does come out, if it makes it to the end of the year and it hasn't come out yet or what. Um, but it remains to be seen what the actual release date is because right now it's just by the end of the year it could be like weeks later too like they're like oh yeah sorry it's just two weeks after everything else yeah i mean hell it could be tuesday versus friday honestly but it just said by the end of the year right um who knows maybe maybe it'll leak on launch day and that'll be fine just 30 minutes though you know what that's fine it'll be a good demo it'll 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 maybe convince me enough to go buy it on a regular system (laughs) (laughs) so um lightning round speaking of uh leaking things uh, we did get a few leaks uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was on the PlayStation Store of a game that looked to be called Star Wars Maverick or just Project Maverick or something that seemed like it might lead to a Star Wars related thing. There was then the talk of like uh, like the Tom Cruise movie. Like uh, I think it was EA Motive like put up Tom Cruise from Top Gun. And oh, yeah, yeah. There was like the Mel Gibson was in a movie Maverick thing. And so it looked like there was going to be some news pertaining to that and we got a leak in the xbox store this week uh with artwork that showed a x-wing pilot and a tie fighter pilot um and the name of the game is now star wars squadron uh which looks like a dogfighting space flight game from ea motive and the trailer will be out as you listen to this because it comes out the first trailer will be out on monday so we haven't seen it yet uh, but i can't wait to see it because it sounds awesome yeah, and this is kind of what we were hoping, or at least I was hoping for when we originally heard about it. I was like, we don't have a Star Wars vehicle game right now. And no. we haven't had one since Rogue Squadron, which was, what, a GameCube game? Yeah, I mean, there was like Jedi Starfighter and stuff on like PS2. Um, but, and like that, those games got remade and they're on like PS4 now. Oh, are um, they really? But it's not like... We haven't had a new one. Yeah, Since like a new PS2 new one. Yeah. Era. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm super down. I can't wait to see the trailer for this, and hopefully, it lives up to the hype and looks amazing. Because I mean, the visuals for Battlefront are great. So mm-hmm. if you can carry okay. those those visuals over in what I assume will probably be a PS5, like it, it might launch multi generationally. Smart. Delivery, um, whatever game. Yeah, smart delivery as well. Um, but I'm uh, I'm super super jazzed for that. I can't wait to see what that looks like. Especially if it's going to have like an online element to it. Yeah. Playing that game online would be super fun. Yeah, because obviously those games in the previous generation didn't have that online no. component. Um, so, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what comes of that. 
uh, lightning round. Uh, there was also news this week from CNBC, which is not where we normally get our gaming news, um, that said that AT&T, uh, the parent company of a million different things, most importantly, uh, Warner Brothers and HBO and that whole thing, like they bought into mm-hmm. um they had that merger i think it started in 2018 and like went through within the last like year or so um but uh in that purchase of att like direct tv hbo time warner media um they took on like 200 billion dollars in debt from various you know different entities and so in an effort to reduce that debt they're trying to sell off different aspects of the business uh, one of which that they are looking to sell, which will net them about $4 billion in reducing that debt. Uh, so just a real just drop in the bucket. <laughs> Not a whole lot. Uh, but they are looking to sell off WB Interactive, which is a big, you know, video game component piece of the, you know, that whole entity. Um, but what that includes is a lot of games with a pretty good track record. Uh, in terms of games. So um, they're looking to sell Warner Brothers Interactive. Um, currently already have potential buyers in uh, Take-Two, EA, and Activision Blizzard. So, uh, the you know, the biggest three companies that we have in terms of gaming right now, I yeah, think. The big three. Yeah. Um, look to be all interested. Uh, WB Interactive Studios include TT Games, so the makers of the Lego games. Uh, Rocksteady, makers of Batman. Uh, Nether Realm, which is Mortal Kombat, uh, Monolith, Avalanche, WB Games in all of the cities that you know: uh, Boston, Montreal, New York, San Diego, San Francisco, um, and Portkey Games, the, which is the publishing label for games set in the Harry Potter universe. So that's a lot, and that's a lot with like high-profile games. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lego games would be killer for anybody that picks them up because they always do relatively well um and they make them all the time yeah i would be interested to see we still don't know what rocksteady's next game is so we don't know if it's superhero based like it's not batman because that's wb montreal which is also a part of this um would they stop working on wb licensed products would they continue and uh, i think obviously any sale would include that any games currently in development probably get some kind of revenue split especially if they're based off of warner brothers proper like properties so like any batman games in development warner brothers at&t's version of warner brothers is still going to keep a cut of if rocksteady's doing a superman or a justice league game they'll keep some cut of that um you know the w montreal the batman court of owls game they'll probably keep something from that um so there'll be all kinds of like logistics and whatever but that's a pretty big like portfolio to be potentially be selling off mm-hmm. and four billions, you know, not chump change, but it's just small when you're trying to get rid of 200, 200 billion dollars yeah. in debt. So um, I guess we'll see who is there a company. I mean, I guess EA is the one you don't want to see get this, but is there, do you have a preference of, would you rather have it be Activision Blizzard is take two the, like who's the I least. Think, I think take two. I mean, I think Activision's done some shitty things lately too. That I don't want them to be involved. Well, yeah, and like the Blizzard arm of things, like they've definitely had their their issues as of late. Well, and they're also behind Call of Duty, which seems to be an up and down thing. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, Take Two is probably the only one I would be that interested. I mean, EA is coming back. I think Activision is is the new EA. 
Activision's hated on more than EA is now. Yeah. Um, but EA still doesn't have the pedigree that I, th- it, I think it's soured as much as Activision is now. So yes, give it to Take Two, but I don't think Take Two has the money. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know if they'll have the money. I mean, they do have uh, like a pretty good catalog of games that probably make them a decent amount. Like obviously they've got, um, you know, Grand Theft Auto, and they've got NBA and all these other different things that are all under like the and... yeah the Take Two Two K whatever umbrella. Um, so I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they would definitely be the ones that I would want to see take the the mantle of those. I guess. But it's just, it's so weird to think of how many companies are involved in that and how many different games across everything. And also how like ingrained those games are in like the Warner Brothers ecosystem. Right. Let alone the fact that it's Warner Brothers Interactive. It's the like parent grouping that mm-hmm. is being sold off. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what those companies do if they're not being tasked with creating content for Warner Brothers properties. So, like, will we ever see another... Like, if TT Games goes to Take-Two, will we ever see another LEGO Batman game? Or will it just be, like, LEGO Marvel and LEGO other entities that aren't Warner Brothers? Right. Will we see Rocksteady abandon whatever they're working on and make... Like, will they make a Marvel game? Will they make a non-superhero game? Like, what are what are they even doing now? Court and, of the Owls, probably. Well, no, that's WB Montreal is doing Court of the Owls. Oh. So, will they continue to make Batman games? Like, if Court of the Owls gets finished and put out, and it's great, and everyone loves it, will there be a sequel, or will the money hang up between what you owe Warner Brothers for licensing rights mean that they don't pursue another game? So, this has a lot of ripple effects that can go in either way, and I think depending on the company that gets them will depend on the... Like business relationship that they have with it's, Warner Brothers going right forward. Right stuff is so weird. It's crazy, days. and like for uh, for people like us who like aren't lawyers and don't have like the contracts in front of us or the paperwork or whatever. Like it's even more jarring. I can't imagine like having the insider knowledge of that and still being like, "Yep, that makes sense." Well, yeah. I mean, you think about like Marvel's now owned by Fox, and or Fox owns Marvel, and then like. We or Disney is, owns is, is Fox. part of Disney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who owns Marvel and and then we also have like Lego games that were Lego Marvel games that are we're, now. Yeah, there's always been Marvel versus DC, and DC is owned by Warner or, Brothers, and yeah. Warner Brothers Interactive made Marvel games, yeah. and it's just like what? All of this is confusing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I guess I guess we'll see ultimately what that means, but that's a big like seismic shift in the industry. Mm-hmm depending on who like nails that and puts up four billion dollars in stock and cash and whatever other, you know, pennies they have to scrape together from the couch cushions of their offices to be able to, to purchase it. But we'll uh we'll uh we'll see. But uh anything I missed for the lightning round, not lightning round for this week. Not that I can think of. Uh, cool. So that'll do it then for the lightning round, not lightning round, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so let us know what you thought of the PS5 reveal event. Uh, what do you think of the box? I believe, let's see if we have, wait, I put up a poll on Twitter. Um, so let's actually check that real quick. Uh, here we go. 
Uh, we had, uh, what do you think of the design of the PS5 now that it's been unveiled? We had two options. I quite like it and no thank you. Uh, and 77.8% of the vote uh, came down to the I quite like it section uh, with 222 saying no thank you. So um, you can let us know what you think of both the box, of the games. What's the system seller for you? What are you intrigued by? What are you looking forward to? Uh, let us know what you thought of the IGN Summer of Games. Was there anything there that uh, jumped out at you? How do you feel about Skater XL? Are you excited for the first-person shooter uh, rhythm game? Uh, what did you think about that? Are you planning to get any arcade one-up cabinets? Did you play any of Gods and Monsters? Are you sad that Cyberpunk's not making launch on Stadia? Uh, what do you want to see about Star Wars Squadron? Are you excited for online? What uh, what do you what gets you revving up there? And who do you think is going to get WB Interactive? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Wash your hands. <laughs>